Welcome to episode four of our Queen discography. Welcome to Light the Sky. I got everybody here with me, as always. I got Alex, I got Chris, I got Kevin, and myself. And we have been bringing you episodes now for a calendar year. We are now one year old. Haven't made a dime, but we still love doing this. And we love talking to uh, you guys. We love talking music and, uh, you know, going track by track, album by album, loving and flushing each one along the way. No, I'm not complaining. I love doing this, too. I hope it didn't come across that way. But you know what? Would I do this uh, for Queen? I don't know. Uh, we'll find out because A Night at the Opera is one of the quintessential albums of I hate, you know, really all time. And, uh, you know, I, I know it was induced into the Grammy Hall of Fame. You know, it, it, it's it's retrospectively known as their best album by many critics, one of the greatest albums in rock music history. Uh, I don't see any uh, averse reactions on the chat here, so I assume that uh, everyone else agrees because I'm not sure if I do. We'll find out. <laughs> oh, boy. Did they deserve the <laughs> reputation that this brought them? Was it worth all of the money that they put into this album, which I believe was the most expensive album to date ever recorded? Uh, not sure if that shakes out still with inflation. I'm sure there are some records that cost more. Um, but yeah, wow, well, this is a, uh, oh, and, and even they it got them a plat platinum record in the U.S. No small feat uh, to hang their uh, you know accolades on. So let's find out if this holds up. It's a show of opinions, and I will be first to share mine. Uh, this album, you know, uh, to this point, I've gained a greater appreciation for Queen uh, up into the first three records, I, I really didn't have a whole lot going into it and just found that I really appreciate their songwriting style, almost like the, um, you know, through composed or stream of consciousness. You know, they were uh, they always knew when to pull back. They always knew when to try not to make it too convoluted, that they really knew when to, you know, they, they were so good at drawing the line and knowing just when to tow it. And just maybe they put their foot over it and then, then snapped it right back. Like, we're not going to do too much of one thing or the other. We're just going to give you a little fun. Even the songs that they wrote that were almost, as you would say, kind of annoying were very, very short. So you couldn't find them too offensive. Well, this album crosses the line. This album... <laughs> lives across the line this album dances over the line in your face and dares you to say come back come back because we are queen and we do what we want and i could see freddie dancing on the other side of the line just doing freddie moves just saying too bad we're queen and we deserve our success and uh, we're gonna write what we want so with that in mind um gee i haven't even really thought about my out of 10 score to open this I don't know. I mean, it's no secret if you've listened to Queen at this point uh, of my utter distaste for Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Uh, we will get there. Um, but I do think that there are some other pieces on this album that, that stand, per, stand, stand out pretty well. Um, so despite Bohemian Rhapsody, I am going to give this record a 6.5 out of 10. I think I might go to an 8 if it weren't for that, but we'll find out. <laughs> If that holds up. Next, Chris, your thoughts on A Night at the Opera. You know, it's kind of interesting, uh, and I've noticed it with, uh, in particular, the last two records, uh, that these are very much are, are slow burner records for me, uh, in a good way, uh, where ultimately I kind of, after first listen, it's like, okay, I don't see where, okay, I see the hits, I don't see anything else, but after four or five and even six listens, 
yeah, I find myself like I don't know, like there's like my brain just slowly starts to open up and starts to take in all these little melodies, and it's like we're we're almost become subconscious where I find myself humming like I didn't like that, and then like three or four listens later, I'm I'm humming all these weird little songs that initially didn't really grab me. I'm like, God, what is it about that? And maybe that's a testament to them. Maybe it's, yeah, they just got that, uh, like, you don't appreciate it until you really sit down and kind of dig it, dig into it. Um, I I will admit it's, yeah, as far as, yeah, this record, and I, I thought you were going to say, because I think you've talked about it on previous, uh, the previous record, as far as, like, the juggernaut hit. Like, what would this record have been like if, like, Bohemian Rhapsody wouldn't, um, yeah, could this record have been kind of propped up by like you're my best friend which i think is the other big hit from here i don't know mm-hmm. um yeah this it's funny this kind of reminds me of like a hybrid or maybe in between uh like queen 2 and sheer heart attack uh it's got a lot of the underground kind of like uh, like deep cuts on here uh though i think the deep cuts here i think are much stronger and are much yeah, you can tell they finally kind of honed it uh it's definitely queen this is probably where they really became queen where before it was kind of like all right there's elements there, but now it's like, okay, we're fully like into it. Okay. This is like the, the shot heard around the world. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. is, yeah, we're not like anybody else. <laughs> In the US, yeah. And, uh, I, uh, what yeah, does that shake out to? Um, I'm actually gonna kind of go again, because I, after about half a dozen listens, I really enjoy this record. Uh, and I'm actually going to kind of shock everybody here. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Uh, I was probably when I at first listened, I was kind of where you were, Mark, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I see the hit, but then I found myself really kind of the melody started getting into my brain and I just couldn't get them out. Even the more quirky songs on here were just sure. like even driving home. I'm like, like I'm singing, yeah, yeah, lazing on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Chris, yeah. my, uh, my yeah. 6.5 is in spite of the hit. So like, right. I might be arriving at the same idea, but in a different way. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a, another slow burner, but definitely uh yeah they're strongest musically everything kind of sounds uh, like yeah like a band that has matured and has kind of honed and there has now has a grasp of their uh, of their talents yeah sure okay sounds good kevin share your thoughts what do you think of a night at the opera yes i went through a strange journey with this album in the past week week and a half Ooh, i love a strange um, journey yes <laughs> yes a very strange journey because i put it on and i was really digging into it and after maybe two listens i find my i found myself so very impressed and then yeah. after a third listen I wondered why I was so impressed. And and this is kind of the conclusion I came to is that none of these songs really blow me away. Like there's, the, there's not that one song like we've had on past albums. that's like, Oh man, that's that song. You know, I can't wait to get there. Uh, it, I, I'm more impressed by the band as a whole. And, and why I say that is the fact that they've come to this point in their career. This is the fourth album and I don't think I've seen it, and people can throw out other names. You guys or, or listeners can throw out other names, but I, I've rarely seen a band that by album four has set itself up to go whichever direction they want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, they, if they want to go the progressive rock direction after this album, they can go. If they want to go classic rock, and, and that's, that's more my impression, like me being impressed is more, I think, from the four albums in total than it is this particular album. 
And this particular album just happens to complete this set where I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, boy, they they could they could kind of decide to go any way they want because right. yeah, they are queen. They could go the goofy yeah. route, they could go the rock route, they could go progressive route, they could do pop. And that's why I came around impressed. And unfortunately, by uh, listen four and listen five, I was like, man, I, I don't really feel like listening to this album anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I'll say it's bad, but it's just like one of those things, the concept in my mind is a little bit better than when I dig into it. And maybe like I enjoy no, I'm just saying like the, the overall feeling of it. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, that that's kind of Yeah, and, and oh yeah, that's cool. It's got this vaudevillian flair throughout a lot of it. I I I'd, I'd argue that it has that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But when I was going like song by song and taking notes, I had a lot of, yeah, it's all right, you know? Okay, oh yeah, solid song, but nothing like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 like those albums that I would hope are the top albums of all time would just have song after song of 10 out of 10s just hit on every level. So I'm left kind of where Mark is. And I do feel like they, they dance across the line. That is one of the things that, that got me on this album. I'm going to be in between Chris and Mark. I think I'm going to be a little bit higher. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. I know that's kind of what I gave the other ones, but, um, consistent that's, that's just, just that's just where i'm at i think i gave them all different all the same ratings for all different yeah. reasons yeah it's, it's like yeah, i don't hate yeah. them anymore but i don't like them anymore than i did before yeah i'm right in the middle yeah i'm right there yeah alex close it out what do you think wow very interesting <laughs> this is great so yeah i'm really glad i went last because i feel like so like everybody touched on the points that i wanted to talk about so I guess let me preface it, and maybe this isn't fair that I kind of went into this album thinking this, but as I mentioned, uh, as we kind of concluded uh, like our post-show discussion after the last episode, I, I stated that this is kind of considered, and, and Mark, you alluded to it too, it's kind of considered the best Queen album. So I'm like, uh, my I had high expectations because, yes, I knew the singles on this album, but a lot of these deep cuts, Sweet Lady, Prophet Song, Good Company, never heard them in my life. Have no idea what to expect. And I'm listening to it, and yeah, I, you know, you guys have said that this band is kind of a singles band. And I, I didn't totally agree with that on the first three albums, but for some reason, when I got to this album, that's what I thought. <laughs> Like, the singles really kind of were all it did for me. And I was almost getting a bit of a dark side of the moon kind of a thing where are fans just rating this album so Mm -hmm. high because it has Bohemian Rhapsody on it? Or do they actually think it's that good of an album back to front? Because the singles are incredible. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's... (laughs) But... But I have a complete I, opposite opinion, but that's fine. But I will. But I will say I think it's overrated in a, a, in my opinion as their highest rated album in quotes. Right. If you're talking front mm-hmm. to back speaking, I said singles are great, but in my opinion, that's all that's really here. And I was going into this album kind of hoping to have like a now I'm here moment where I'm like, man, I'm gonna find my new favorite Queen song. 
and I don't really have it. Maybe one song I heard for the first time, and I'm like, that was kind of cool, but there was nothing really there. And I was kind of let down, and I was listening to this in a couple different uh, environments, like I did the last one. I, I visited my girlfriend up in Madison, and I listened to it on the whole two-hour drive. And I'm like, yeah, I don't... Why is this album's rated so high? I didn't really get it. So... I'm actually going to go with the lowest score out of all you guys, and I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Wow. Okay. That's actually, that 2.5 point variance is probably the biggest variance we've had. And it's interesting because we seem to all have arrived at our scores for similar, yet in the end, uh, completely different reasons. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. I think it's an open game here in the track by track. Uh, So, yeah, I guess without further ado, Kevin, do you have something... And maybe maybe I should mention one other thing too, which is kind of funny. I was telling Kevin this today. Uh, yesterday, I went to a record store in Madison, and I was doing some shopping. And I was going through the racks, and I found an original press of this album for ten dollars. And I'm like, I had it in my stack, and I was going to bring it up to the counter. I also had a uh, a first press of ACDC's Back in Black, and it was the mm. Bob Ludwig Master, so I had to grab it just for that. And then I was going up to the counter, and I'm like, you know what? $10, great price probably for it. Don't need it. <laughs> Put it back <laughs> in the rack. Well, that's a case study for the ages right there, yeah. even in the year 2021. Uh, do, do I want the album or do I want snacks? Move. Yeah, 20 bucks, I mean, uh, or 10 bucks. I mean, because I just thought to myself, if I get it, all I'm going to be really going to is the songs I already know. There wasn't really anything else here that I would be like, oh man, I can't wait to flip over side two and put this one on. So, well, it's an interesting point because we do evaluate these songs from the context of both 2021 and uh, 1975 and i suppose there's fair uh, there's a fair point to be had for everybody who's listening to this show who heard this for the first time in 1975 that your mind would be see it would be like what's that what's that movie uh um that's snatchers spanners where the head explodes scanners scanners scanners, (laughs) that would be the kind of thing that would happen when you put on this record and heard everything that queen was doing your just your just brain would just go you know just with some of these songs so we don't have that because Bohemian Rhapsody has been etched into our consciousness. I mean, uh, you know, my high school choir sung Bohemian Rhapsody in front of the whole school. Like, come on. Like, it's just, it's, it may be that, no. it, it, it is, is, you know, when a song has gotten that big that your high school choir is learning it and singing it, then, uh, you know, you've reached a, um, I don't know, a point. Uh, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll go track by track now and see how the opinions hold. Kevin, take it away. I'm looking forward to this. This is Death on Two Legs. Death on Two Legs. You're tearing me apart. Death on Two Legs. You've never had a heart. You're old. Children. Bad guy. Big talking. Smart fry. You're just an old barrel boy. And you found a new toy. can kiss my ass goodbye. Feel good. Are you satisfied? Do you feel like
some dive bombs there in the solo there. That's uh, some mm-hmm. interesting stuff for 1975 for sure, but uh, we're three years away from Van Halen. But uh, anyway, this song, uh, I'm so happy that they finally integrated the opening, the instrumental opening into the song itself. Thank you, Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that set the tone off right. I uh, love that pre-chorus and that feel good, you know, just the whole, the whole layering in the background. But an interesting journey that I had on this song was that I, you know, I listened to it and I'd be like, okay, cool, death and two leg, like it's memorable, it it, it gets, you know, it's it's kind of a funky opener, but I guess it works. And then I was listening to it today after taking a break from the album, you know, for a couple of days, and this is the first thing on, obviously, and for the first time I noticed the lyrics. (laughs) You know what it's it's about. You know what it's yeah 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 I I, I I looked up I had to look up the backstory it's like who are they yeah, talking about very fascinating like man like are you contemplating suicide and then I think you should <laughs> the, <laughs> this is some of the most savage stuff that you can come their, up with yeah it's about their manager yeah that yeah. ultimately I don't supposedly <laughs> they they almost I think they ended up in court over it yeah where <laughs> yeah, like they, they said like you can't put this out yeah you're gonna Freddie's like I don't give a crap talk about yeah, a yeah. diss yeah. track for 1975 <laughs> I love it I, I mean maybe it's just like a, a yeah, like 2021 wuss culture and not being able to like it, but this man that stuff is and when you really listen to it that stuff is savage in there oh so, I know I loved it that, that yeah. was that was and crazy stuff but uh it's 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 a cool song it's just uh it, it just it just completely shocked me um yeah. when i realized what it was about and you know i thought burning bridges from the mark slaughter band <laughs> dedicated to vinnie vincent was pretty savage <laughs> they got nothing nothing on this one yeah Boy. They, uh... yeah i i gotta say um you know i i know i sort of had a low rating uh in my opening statement but this is actually one of those songs that I guess I would kind of consider a stocks on the rise because I didn't really know the song. And it's funny because it's the first song on the album, but I don't think I had ever like in my past went and put this whole album on front to back. So I heard this and I'm like, man, we're about to be in for a treat. This is an awesome opener. And one thing I heard listening to the song, especially when it goes death on two legs, the way he sings that part, it's, it's weird, but I hear James Hetfield singing that. Like I, awesome, I I'm yeah. like I know uh you know Metallica went and covered Stone Cold Crazy and I'm sure they were influenced by Queen um on other songs but I'm kind of surprised they didn't cover this song because this almost has sort of like this like proggy kind of metal where it switches and there's some like hard kind of metal parts to it and especially mm-hmm. vocally I could really it's, hear James singing It's so this. aggressive by Freddie. Like the way he, yeah, that, he digs in right. is is very like reminds you yeah. of James. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's almost like song. if yeah. it's almost like if Queensryche or something did like a Queen song. Like I don't know a similar name, but it's like mm-hmm. it's almost got like sort of that 80s kind of Iron Maideny sort right. of proggy metal in it. So yeah, I I really like this one it, off it, the bat honestly. It's funny you don't write a song like this yeah, without it. Like as you're writing the lyrics, it's like venting. I'm sure there's a lot of like, yeah, you mother playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, yeah, how, how, yeah, how can I trash our our manager in the most artistic way? Well, this isn't oh, real. I mean, oh, it's pretty literal. I mean, it's there's not. Let's see uh, the original lyric sheet for this one. Just full of scratches and pens. <laughs> yeah, holes through the paper. Like, oh, remember this part? Remember this part? I mean, everyone had a manager like this. It's it's you know. But it's funny. Even most on. of them didn't. Uh, yeah, didn't kind of go for the throat like they did here yeah. usually it was just kind of well yeah you just kind of got screwed by the uh yeah you just got screwed by him and that was it and you just it's had kind of the table stakes at yeah. the time really right oh there was one lyric i loved here where it's just like you could see like it just being a spoken word yeah 
You are a sewer rat to king in a cesspool of pride. <laughs> yeah, I could we hear Hatfield singing that. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, there's just great. <laughs> exactly. With yeah. a yeah thrown in there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Yeah. yeah. You're the king of the sleaze. Uh, I love that. But, uh, <laughs> this one was interesting to me because I, I, I wouldn't classify it as a kick the door down barn burner rocker, but yeah. the two the two it gives yeah. out just seals the deal, yeah. and like that—that's right. what right. it brings to the and table. I, and I and I love now how I've got the headfield on the brain. Yeah. Born right. into attitude. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Well, I think this is a few steps up from that, but uh, <laughs> not not to diss my boy Papa Head, but uh, yeah. Uh, but but I thought yeah the uh, like the main minor riff too with the lyrics I don't know it just sets the scene for just kind of like all right here all right everyone no, agree me that this opener is funky yeah it, yeah, it, just, yeah. it just for seventy five it's just a, yeah it's a, a dark but place. it's but it's got but it's got the queen DNA in there though which is uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny yeah Kevin if you play one fifty seven I had what, uh, just what balls yeah uh, exclamation point I can't remember I think it was a lyric yeah. Kiss my ass goodbye. Yeah. I was right in your ear I, I, with that line. <laughs> yeah, he just digs into the uh and there's also yeah, one more section, Kevin, at 222, uh the uh the solo section in there that's like there's like a minute there that just really Yeah, I just like you played that warm blanket in the middle of a savage song. It is. I I know you played that in the uh, the first sound, but but I just love that kind of. It just it's just very bombastic. Yes, absolutely. Well, we have to move on. Um, A little change of pace from that song. Yeah, as Kevin would say, no bump in this transition. (laughs) (laughs) How do we? How does it stack up, lazing on a Sunday afternoon? Not, not that that solo isn't very unique, but uh, yeah, this is just so much fun. This is one of those I found myself driving home and I just couldn't. I was just humming the melody like you, yeah, just like it's, is, is I this was driving home this, and I had the windows open. I wasn't sure if I should close them. Is this a gas station? It was not a gas station. No, it's just, just it's, it's sitting on a red light. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a uh, yeah, it's, it is kind of a by yourself, but uh, I unapologetically. <laughs> I'm song to listen to by yourself. Yeah, it's, I'm That's unapologetically. 
yeah, <laughs> private I, playlist material. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's just fun. You can see Chris's just, shower jams. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they, you could say this is a perfect kind of like singing in the shower song. It is. I mean, yeah. It's got it. It's quirky. It's funny. It's got those uh, yeah very major melodic kind of. I yeah. could totally see a music video of Freddie in the shower, and he's kind of just like he's got this really poofy. You know, the like, shower yeah, cap. Yeah, he's, the shower yeah, and he's, cap sing, he's singing into the the scratcher. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. during the guitar solo, he walks out of the shower. You know, I can just see like that's that like, kicks right. the song into motion. I, I don't know where it goes. You from know, there. Yeah, but and it's, yeah, it's hopefully they're not all in the bathroom. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, Brian Lee uh, is just outside stalling or something. But uh, outside the the bathroom door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. It's funny. This is uh, again. Yeah, with this weird little, like, uh, kind of light style that they've been perfecting, and it it's crazy. I mean, they keep perfecting it. You would think that it would be like, well, here, we're going to throw another one of these on uh, on our fourth album. It's something we've done before, but here, it's it sounds, I mean, they've done it before, but here it just sounds so much bigger and so much more kind of, yeah, kind of locked in. Uh, it sounds well written. It does, yeah. yeah. It, it just, they, it came together yeah. nice, and, right. you know, I, I put this, I, I would sum it up as short enough not to be offensive. What is this? A minute seven yeah, or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird. I, mean, it's, I don't it's, want it's a second verse of this. It's memorable though, which is really. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the one thing I wanted to, that I was trying to, uh, to emphasize in my opening statement is that these are very are very hooky melodies, regardless yeah. of what you think about the album. Because I know you guys are kind of on the fence, but you can't deny uh, the melodies. Uh, just as they stand, are hard to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah, they know they're how infectious. to put. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. earworms. Whether infectious. the songs are strong or not, I mean, is up for debate. But again, you can't deny that there are moments where you just kind of have to appreciate and kind of respect. Like, yeah, these guys know how to yeah, take very unique kind of yeah uh, melodic lines and make them kind of pe- appealing for a mass audience. And I think yeah, yeah this is just another, the second example on here. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's such a strange placement for this type of song, especially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just going to say but, that uh, yeah. you know. At, in my opinion, yeah. they have not crossed the line. They are they are just expertly towing the line with this. Right. Song. And I, yeah, I they've, think they've it works. It. They've got they've got the binoculars over the line. Yeah, they're see yeah. they see it in their yeah. sights and they're, they're yeah. thinking about it. I, yeah. I think the placement <laughs> is helped by the album title. Like I don't know if this would yeah. have been called like "Burn 'Em Down Rock" or something. <laughs> you'd be like, like "Night yeah. at the Opera." Okay, you you know, oh yeah, I, I get this. It's a minute seven. It's not like they've done. You know, they've not done this before. They've done kind of similar. So, you know, that fine. Uh, By the way, shout out to the bicycle ring being the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but also very laugh inducing. (laughs) It's great. It's great. It it, it is. Now that you think about in terms of there's no theme to this album outside of just the 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 uh, timbres that they wanted to use yes. that uh, the, the pseudo operatic timbres I debate that they're they have nothing to do with opera at all right but it does feel like an expositional piece that if if you were telling it in a grand story they don't have a story but if they were telling a story this is definitely like you know in a Rodgers and Hammerstein like this is the number two piece yep. like you know what I mean like it, it fits right it, in with it feels that, like an Oklahoma or yeah something. it's not a concept it feels more like a state of mind than it does a yeah. concept yeah so all right well. We're going to turn up the rock with Raj, as we usually do, um, with I'm in love with my car. Oh, boy. Can't even get in on this one because I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to assume that oh, that's an N and that's before I even started the song. <laughs>
what a feeling to this song. Yeah. You can yeah, just a- feel the motor idling. You just feel the odometer rolling by. It's got such a like it's got such an American graffiti feel oh, to yeah. it. Which was predates this by a couple of years, but it also has to me a bit of a Christine feel, which is oh, I know one that. of my favorite films um, and our horror films, and, and that was '83. So this predates that by quite a bit. But uh, I would like to formally apologize to Roger. You can sing quite nicely, and I really enjoy your vocal contributions because I just laid into him on the first record. It's like you have Freddie Mercury. What's this drummer singing? Like, get out of the mic. Get back behind the sticks and drum because uh, Modern Times Rock and Roll was just a, a piece of garbage, but this is a great song. I love his contribution. It's just such a it – just it's almost like if Pink Floyd went the Aziba bar direction in their career, uh, kind of the more bar-sounding uh, rock oh, and no, roll. not the and, bar uh, boogie. Not the bar. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but this is this is Queen doing yeah. it, and I think it, it does well. This is such a great song that I I never really paid much attention to, and I feel uh, like it is you know what was Queen's uh, three for three in my opinion in terms of just like the unknown song so far. Uh, right. right about right before we're about on the right on the precipice of a big hit coming up next. You, you know, it's funny. I I couldn't get you out of my head just listening to that. I mean, this is Mark's song. It really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, for he for being our like resident car guy. Yeah, this uh, is. I love my wife and my kid and my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, not, not, but no, sometimes but, no, I hate no, my not. cars too. Yeah, but <laughs> they can not tell me catch me at the but, wrong time in the wrong moment yeah, under you know, hood. It's, it's funny. The bolt yeah, that's I, disintegrated I, in my fingertips. I'm not in love with my car, and right. you know what? I'm not a fan of the grease gun either. Right. It's funny. I that's the one thing I was kind of laughing about with the song. How literal Roger is. I mean, I'm in love with my car is a very literal <laughs> chorus. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting mm-hmm. for something more kind of cryptic or more kind of... That's queen. Like, it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek. Right. Well, doesn't uh, this in a way sort of kind of predate... Uh, was, I'm going to butcher this. I'm sorry. This just goes into my like lack of queen knowledge. But the bicycle song. Bicycle. I want yeah. to ride my bicycle. Bicycle race, I think. Isn't mm-hmm. that it? Bicycle race yeah. is what it's called, right? Isn't it like yeah, the lyrics really... Isn't the... Yeah. Isn't it very literal on that too? Yeah. Just kind of goofy, mm-hmm. like I want to ride my. Yeah. So funny. Was that but, maybe the sequel to this one? I didn't well, even thought about that. I, I was gonna say it, it's kind of interesting, and I'm pretty sure I got this right. But Mark, have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie? No. Okay, so you are basically right now, and I'm pretty sure it's him. I don't know if has anybody else seen this who can verify, Chris or Kevin? I've you guys not seen it? Seen it? No, but I've heard. Uh, yeah, a I, story. I, I, I have seen it. Yet. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I think so, he had to. Fi- he had to fight uh, to get. Uh, he got it. Uh, he he. I think got it on the B side of Bo- uh, Bohemian well, Rhapsody. Well, okay, right, right. right. So yeah. the movie, yeah. the se- there's the scene in the movie where they go to EMI and they're talking to the record exec, and it's actually played by Mike Myers, which is funny because I didn't the know Queen, that for, for because of the Queen, con- yeah, because yeah. the Queen connotation in Wayne's World. It's kind of funny how that comes back around, right? But basically, the band is pushing for Bohemian Rhapsody to be the single. And the record execs like nobody's gonna want to hear this long like eight minute track. Do I'm in love with my car? It's a nice summer song. The kids, the younger generation, is gonna get behind it. This is the song that you guys should pick. And like nobody was about it except probably Roger, of course. So it mm-hmm. almost sounds like Mark is playing the role of Mike. Right? It's like Bohemian Rhapsody. Leave it out. I'm in love with my car. That's the single. That's the jam <laughs> you know, here. Right. You know, so you're talking about the movie that came out a couple years ago. 
Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, okay. I thought Romy you meant Malk, there was like yeah. a companion movie. To <laughs> oh, you know, you know, it's like thriller or something. Yeah, I've no. seen that. Yeah. I've seen the movie. You know, what's funny yeah, about yeah. this song is that for a while, and uh, who knows, but this was one of my favorite Queen songs because nobody really talked about it. And those background sure, vocals right. are my favorite Incredible. background vocals on the album. And I'm saying it here and laying it down. I don't care about Bohemian Rhapsody. Those eyes and then the it's double. I'm in love. It's the, be- <laughs> it's the best warm blanket that there is. Wind in the hair. Yeah. It is the best. I just, it's simplicity, love but it's a love with my car. It's so good. It's great. So I don't know, there was another moment, yeah, just thinking of yeah, Mark in his garage. Yeah, I love the line, yeah, you've taken all my money and you want more. Yeah. How many <laughs> how many texts have I yeah, have I gotten for <laughs> it's like I gotta get this for the yeah. Gotta buy yeah. this, you gotta Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, and if you think about 75, I mean, car culture, I yeah. mean, it, it was it was pretty hot. I mean, you think about all those movies at the time, everything from American Graffiti or, you know, even like uh, I was rewatching uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Judge Rangel gets the car. I forgot like that was like such a thing, yeah. like he got the car. You know, he's such a big man on high school campus because he had that car. So yeah. it's it was huge back then. And, and uh, here's the anthem to sure. it. All right, well, it's time to hear from another one of our friends. Uh, Freddie's singing this time, but John had a hand in this one. You're my best friend. John Deacon. I mean, this is kind of where he, where it begins for him becoming kind of the master of the simple melodic line that becomes timeless. Just that intro keyboard. It's only like two notes, doo doo. But you know, you, when you hear that, you know immediately what it is. I mean, I, I, I I'm not sure if it's, uh, if it hits as hard as another one bites the, the dust, which we'll get to later. But I just love, yeah, just the simplicity of this. Uh, yeah, without, I mean, this is what pop songwriting is all about, like, really good without... Feel-good pop song. Feel-good pop, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, from the keyboards to Freddie's... Yeah, this is, I, I love it when Freddie kind of pulls it back a little bit, yeah, where he's just very, uh, uh, yeah, where it's, it's, yeah, very, almost like acapella, kind of, you could, you could hear him singing this without any, uh, it's, it's very, very somber, very, yeah, again, yeah, warm blanket, yeah, let's cue, let's just say it, yeah, it's warm, yeah. And this is kind of yeah. like the killer queen uh, for me on this album because it's yeah it's a big single and it's one that you hear on the radio all the time, yeah. but it's not one that I really get tired of. No, interesting it's, because it's, nice... it's pushing the boundary for me because I heard it on a commercial the other day, and then I walk uh, into physical okay. therapy and suddenly this is following up Justin Bieber, and <laughs> then I'm like, man, I like this song because I remember Dad putting on the vinyl. And hearing it, like being conscious of it for the right. first time, 
I was like, oh, this is such a great song. And I still like it. But it's oh, man, anytime a song starts being used a commercial, it, it gets yeah, tough. It gets I can tough. see that. It's gonna get it's gonna get ruined a little bit because I feel like without even knowing what commercial you're talking about, I feel like I can see it. I can see <laughs> right. it being I can see it being in like a cholesterol medication thing. Right. Where like the family's out in the backyard yeah. and the dad's cooking on the grill. Really? The dog's mm-hmm. running in the pool and it's just like this cheesy summery song and it's like the guy get pops out of here. a pill and suddenly everything is better, the world becomes yeah, brighter. Better, yeah. It's no exactly. longer the brightest point in the world. Yeah, it's you're my best friend because you're keeping me alive. Yellow bottle. Yeah. <laughs> For my best friend, all the way to rehab. Um, <laughs> or it's a Cialis, Cialis commercial with the guy with the <laughs> whatever that guy is waving. Oh god, I Cialis, right? Funny how Queen can do that though, because "Don't Stop Me Now" is not only one of my favorite Queen. It is probably my favorite Queen song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I've heard that a zillion times. I don't care how many commercials it shows up on, if it even has. It's just Queen has a knack for writing some songs that. I could never get sick of. And then other yeah. songs, I like Queen has more songs that I don't ever want to hear again than maybe any any other band. I don't know. Like if you maybe include Ozzy plus Black Sabbath, I don't ever need to hear some of his songs again. Uh, but Queen is got like it's got like four or five on the band list for me. Uh, but not this is not one of them. It's it's it just got feels a like groove, they're genuine. Though. It does have a groove. Yeah. But it feels and like a great they're gen- idea to use right, the yeah. e piano. Wasn't Freddie against that? I think I read I someplace know. where he thought the electric piano sounded like garbage. I could be wrong. I'm gonna look oh, really? into that up while we have. I'm just this tired discussion. of the piano. Yeah, we don't, know, we, we don't need that all the piano. time. Yeah, I like the electric piano. Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, here, yeah, just one point. Yeah, it sounds like they're genuinely having fun, and that's always a good thing when you're yeah, trying to get your music across. Yeah, you don't want it to sound forced. Here, it just sounds. Yeah, like okay, they're they're not just pushing. They sound like they're genuinely. And again. Maybe it's because, yeah, uh, uh, it's, I think about John's singing about, or writing about his wife. We got another wife song. I think this is what the second or third song that they've written about their, uh, about their loved one is, or their significant other, isn't it, at this point? I yeah, don't know, I but I, I just, that just makes me think of Michael Anthony writing a song to his wife, but he was not allowed to do any of that. On right. that <laughs> oh, here we go. I refuse to play the damn thing. It's tinny and horrible, and I don't like them. Why play those things when you've got a lovely, superb grand piano? No, I you know, think basically that, what he's trying to say is that it was the desired effect. Yeah, well, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we like. I like it makes it sound more 70s, and that's a good thing. That's funny. I was actually lying. Yeah, that was actually one of my questions. Oh, but, uh, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I, I got it. No, sorry. I got, a lot of, I got a lot of questions tonight. Ooh, so. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Queen wanted to switch it up again, they were going to do it. They're going to pull another one on us, and they're going to lead us right into a song that's called 39. of the world's of 
to take a play from the Mark book of uh, song analysis. Uh, Brian, the 60s are over. <laughs> yeah, please. This is 1975. Yeah, you're not Peter, Paul, and Mary. You are Brian May, guitar god of Queen. Yeah. Though, I will admit, I mean, it is catchy. And the story is kind of interesting. Yeah, this weird kind of traveling through space and coming back. Yeah, like a millennia. Is this the and, best song that exists on Einstein's theory of relativity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's any funny. other ones. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. All I, could think of, all, yeah, all I could think of was just like the movie Interstellar when I was listening to this because that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of based on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, like I said, again, going back to what I said in the beginning, yeah, they are very good at writing very catchy or putting very catchy melodies out there, but I just hate how it's presented here. I just feel like it's like it does. I don't know where the song belongs on the record. Did, did this song uh, remind me of that song that the girls are singing in the gym of that thing you do? Yes, it did. Can you hear? Uh, the- no. <laughs> no. But- yeah, it's, it's, it's almost, it almost has a limerick feel to it, like like an old like. Yeah. Uh, and like I Irish hope kinda, that John yeah. Deacon did the bass spin on the upright bass when, when it hits <laughs> <laughs> bump. Yeah. Do, do a little spin so it spins on the stand and uh, get right back to it. Yeah, it's like uh, in Back to the Future Three when like ZZ Top are playing at the town fair and they do oh, a yeah. little spin. That's this song. Yeah, it's like, kinda, like like this traditional- kind of like Western. Eh, yeah, I, I mean. I guess what he considered it like a sci-fi sky. I'm reading about it now, and so, sorry if I'm cheating. Don't ask any uh, questions on the song, Chris. But uh, <laughs> I didn't know about the sci-fi thing. That's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, no. I, when you guys put this in the chat earlier this week, I was kind of assuming that this was going to be a favorite of somebody's. I don't remember who. I liked that rendition. Was actually really cool. Maybe Mark, it was just that guy's voice. Mark, you're, was, a li- yeah. you're a little silent over I, there, Mark. Well, no, I, I actually like when I first heard it. I'm like, huh, this is kind of interesting. And this is actually one of those kind of quirky ones that maybe grew on me the most. I mean, maybe outside of lazing on a Sunday afternoon because that one's so catchy. But I actually kind of like this. And yeah, it's a little like yeah, like full, you said, it's, full, it, it's, it's, it's full. It's it's folky. Yeah, like folky, in a, like an early yeah. parch, like Partridge Family or something like that. It's <laughs> definitely kind of older for sure. But I again, it's one of those things where I'm impressed that they can do it. And it almost gave me like a Crosby, Stills and Nash, which is those like vocal harmonies. Like I could hear the Eagles does, doing yeah. this or something. Yeah, like and I it's said, like, it's it's that's it's cool that Queen can do this, and yeah, I think they do it's it well. Compet- it's competently done. Like I said, the melodies are are a are. Or a plus. I just hate the fact that it doesn't sound like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. like it's it's probably the most out of place song on the record. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh, what's oh here we go. Oh, what's he gonna say? Oh boy, I love this song. Oh, it's good. I love it. It's I love not this. bad. This is such a feel good song. It is. It, it's such blankets. an underrated gem. This is I, one of those songs that is in Alex's category of I'm glad we do this. Because I'm glad I discovered this song. All right, that's Chris, kind of Chris, Kevin too. Wait, me? This isn't the '60s. Yeah, what this are you is talking not about? that thing you do. Yes, it is. Do you hear that guitar? It's a twelve-string. Hippies yeah, well, can't afford a twelve-string. A, a lot of hippies. <laughs> Just listen to that thick guitar. How hot it's been. I didn't tape. say it was the a terrible thing. I didn't say it was a terrible thing. I just no, put it, it out it's, there it's that a, it reminded me it of that song. It sounds so thick. Haven't I've you never ever... heard such a thick guitar. Let me just play this this opening, just the the little soloing up the 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 fretboard here. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's so good. It sounds so unplugged yet mm-hmm. warm. It is. Like, I, and I genuinely like. I mean, I love Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I like the birds. I mean, I do like that. Uh, I just birds, felt like, yeah. yeah, it just kind of. And, no, and there were, and to uh, counter what Mark said, there was actually a lot of twelve-string guitar playing back in the '60s. Yeah, the Birds being an example. Uh, but, David but, Crosby and Crosby still. I mean, that that was a lot of twelve-string. Uh, but again, I'm just thinking of like the folk folk categorizing yeah. of of it as a campfire ballad. It definitely. About, is. Oh God, he's Wait, breaking out the guitar. Alex just said it definitely he's gonna is. Sing Thirty-nine. It definitely is. Wait, but I don't. No, it's, I, it's I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a campfire. It gives me like a western feel to it. And I yeah, know it's more, I yeah. guess, like a sci-fi thing, but it's like got the sci-fi western being out in the desert kind of I thing. Do, like looking up at the I, stars. I, and I, I, I like love it. the concept of the song, actually. I find it very yeah, interesting. It is. And yeah. the folk rock is actually just fine. I just said it reminds me of that thing you do with the upright bass. They're not playing okay. twelve strings. Oh, That's what makes the song. Who cares about okay. the what are you six gonna have? A, a Rickenbacker over this? We have a fretless. I guess a fretless is a fretless technically an upright bass. Right. I, it, it, the song can like you. When I sent that cover, my point was sending that in the group chat is that it can exist at any level. Like you could play this. You know, we can we can we could just all get together, learn this, sing it. It just it would just feel good. Like it just. A I'm good not saying song it doesn't feel. Yeah, level. I just I, I just yeah thought that it was yeah as far as the kind of the retro presentation in '75. I thought it just I don't know. There was just something about it that rubbed me the wrong yeah, way. I, I, uh, I would but agree I do with like you, I love the, yeah, the melodies too. are catchy. Like I love yeah I, yeah I I think it is and I and I had that after that was the second statement in my review of the song. Yeah, though it's catchy as hell. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I'll admit. I mean, there were times where I kind of was humming the melody. And again, that's going back to my point again. Yeah, these are competently constructed hooky melodies, regardless if you don't like the song or not. There are moments where you just like, yeah, damn it. I can't <laughs> get that out of my head. <laughs> you know, Even, uh, yeah. one thing that just has an interesting note, uh, this song... 39, I guess 1939. I don't know why he picked that year or if he even is that. But as I saw that, I thought, you know, there is more time between now and then to when this song was recorded to 1939. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 39 was like only 30, not even 30 years ago for these guys. Yeah, that would have been. Wasn't it supposed to be? Uh, 35, yeah, 35, or 36 years, yeah. 36 years. Yeah. We're listening to this album. This album is, uh, what, 45 years old? Yeah. Yeah. So that puts you like, yeah, 80. 81, yeah, or 81 years ago, or 82 now, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. But we're going to move on to more of a rocker, I would say. Um, But I'm not going to dig into it with my comments before the hand, as as Mark likes to say, hey, no commentaries. (laughs) When I I intro the song, oh, yeah, this is Sweet Lady. This song, which might 
I don't know, knowing kind of my track record with these kinds of songs, with the uh, kind of rockers, the Keep Yourself Alive, the Liars, the, uh, what was the other one that was kind of rocking that had that, well, I guess maybe now I'm here, but. Um, yeah, that was that was probably. Stone Cold the, Crazy. Yeah. Stone Cold Crazy, that's the one I'm thinking of. You, you would think like I would be kind of all about this song. And for Not. maybe about twenty five percent of it, I am. Yeah, I think the guitar playing is cool. I love the riff. Uh, I actually think the verses are strong. But once it got to that chorus, I'm like, I was really let down. I was expecting like yeah. a big catchy chorus to come out of that, and it just kind of went into just this nonsense, in my opinion. That it just like <laughs> lost it, and the and the chorus is supposed to be the payoff, and I think it just. It was doing well, so yeah, I don't know. This one, I'm not sure about this one. Does anybody else get extremely strong but unspecific Boston vibes from this no, song? You know what it you know, you know what it is, that intro riff and Kevin, I want you to play it. That's a stones riff if I ever heard one in in my life. I mean it's almost it's, it's it's almost it's almost yeah, listen to that. It gets a little fatter, but yeah, but it's still. But that, I mean, that reminds me of like a honky tonk woman kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good tone. Uh, I do know what both know, of you are trying to say, though. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I know what both of you are trying to yeah. say because I kind of heard the Boston bits, um, but uh, this it just feels a little like I've heard it before. You know, yeah, Mark with you saying Boston, see. Chris with you saying Rolling Stones. It's like, yeah, I, I wrote down like one of the words I wrote down was generic. And I hate to say that word. Like, I yeah. hate saying that word. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what's yeah. not generic, though? Is I wrote Stock drumming. and Trade. Yeah. The Will drumming. You... The drumming? Oh, yeah. You call me sweet like I'm some kind of cheese. Waiting on the sale. You eat me up. You hold me Specifically. down. I mean, yeah, that chorus is definitely a, 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 a buzzkill. But yeah, the drumming is cool. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not a total bomb. Right. There, there feels like there's something that's keeping it from being like a now I'm here. Like there were just kind of punches. Yeah, it's got that thing that just grabs onto you. Where here it doesn't really. It just feels kind of like a stock and trade. Like, okay, we just need a we need a 70s hard rocker. I know I'm using it because it was the 70s. Yeah. But yeah, it just, yeah, it, uh, it feels like it's missing something. There's not, yeah, there's... Something that keeps well, it from being the, the rock song is, that yeah. we want. And I think it just kind of ends on that jam session deal. And that's like, I feel like you didn't have a chorus and you didn't have an ending because you didn't have a chorus. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, ah, let's just yeah. jam it out to the end. And ah, it would have been such a good, like, switch out the chorus. It would have been such a solid spot, second to last track on it the would've. side. It's like that, that perfect, it's that prime spot for that song that nobody knows but all the fans love you know like the big well, fans yeah and love. that's the thing like when i heard this song i'm like oh man there's that that's opening up good there's this riff is this gonna be my now i'm here got to the chorus it's like come <laughs> on guys you guys are the kings of the chorus <laughs> yeah they did but this is the, yeah, this, trying to do the, yeah. this is the thing about this album is that if you're gonna say and i know we didn't rate it this high but if you're going to say this is one of the best rock albums of all time and you're going to give it 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 
you can't blow deep cut opportunities. You can't. They've got to be aces. Yeah, you gotta they, they used all the rocket sauce on Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, that means yeah, be- that might means it's time to head out to the seaside uh, for a seaside rendezvous. I feel like dancing. Just keep right on dancing What a damn jolly good idea It's such a jollification as a matter of fact So trace your mom, my dear Underneath the moonlight Together we'll shine across the sea Revelizing every night Be in time, baby I ask you to be my valentine You say As you can see, Mark and I are getting a uh, real kick out of this one. Yeah. Master of the light touch. To this point, they either know how to leave you wanting just more or leaving you satisfyingly full. What a song that just fills you up and it's it's that's it. We're done. We're out. I love it. Um, the two moments of this song, uh, three technically, but it's such a golden moment. The turnaround, and they only give it to you twice here, uh, quite early in the song, 20 seconds in. Oh, sorry, wrong song. <laughs> Ooh, I was get paying it attention. I just clicked it. You say you will if you could, but you can't. I love you madly. I, I that love is that a great part. Turn. And then again, yeah. At 152, at the very beginning and the very end, they just throw it at you again. You say you'd have to tell your daddy if you can. That that two five one six turnaround, so good. See this, I love this it. Is, like it, it's so beautiful. This and, and and I wanted to throw something in there too. Okay. Um, I yeah, and, and this is another moment that I love. Uh, I am not Felix Unger. I am not an opera buff. Uh, I am not like a, you know, I, but I, I've studied opera just, you know, by proxy of going to music school. Um, and, you know, there, there's, there's, you know, I'm going to take an excerpt here from uh, Vivaldi um, and just kind of the singing style, that operatic singing, singing style that is so prevalent in Italian opera. <laughs> And then I'd like to play Brian May's little bit right here. Uh, I played it for you already, but if you didn't catch it. Right there. Right there. Like it's so much more operatic. I love it. Like it's it's such a nice little subtle run. And like that is more operatic than any of those steaming bags of hot trash that are sagging the middle of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. I'm looking forward to this. This is what I appreciate about this band is that I might not always be in the mood to listen to Seaside Rendezvous, but the fact that in this album you can go from You're My Best Friend to 39 to Sweet Lady to Seaside Rendezvous and, and close out the side of an album, I'm like... That does blow my mind a little bit. 
like as a as a collective songs like we've been examining these one at, yeah. at a time but when you step back and look at it like man for a couple songs ago we were just talking about 39 and the folk rock campfire and here we are talking about seaside rendezvous opera runs i get a little andrew sisters abbott and costello deal coming on on seaside rendezvous yeah. it's like how, yeah. how how are we moving through these genres and it's all the same band and that's what what i kind of said is, in the opening that you like step back wh- and you go like huh wow that's something yeah you know it's funny before i went to bed last night yeah this popped into my head you know it's funny this song has a real like jingle feel to it you could almost feel i'm kind of surprised freddie never really like kind of invest- a bag of cat litter or whatever yeah so it's just got it's it's this very where you could like you could probably condense it into like i don't know like like 10 seconds of just one really yeah. power where you know where it just gets, like, gets stuck Paul in your brain Stanley and folders in your don't cup don't, don't give they- anybody ideas before you know it you're gonna see this on the next claritin <laughs> yeah. commercial no it's yeah, no it's funny yeah. i was it made me think of next uh cruise line commercial yes or something. i'm not sure if you guys knew Caribbean. this but uh right <laughs> Uh, but Barry Manilow, I mean, that he that's where he kind of got, uh, I think he started in that, like writing jingles for big companies. I mean, uh, that was a uh, profitable business. Right. I think then. like the Band-Aid, right. the Band-Aid brand, like little jingle, I think was his idea. And that kind of, I kind of get vibes from this song and that kind of, I don't know, it just has that weird, like you, it feels like you could use it to sell something very tastefully, <laughs> but yeah, but it's, Chris, uh, but use it's, it to yeah. sell your services. You're right. <laughs> Seaside rendezvous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. this song. I mean, I, I guess I'll I'll chime in real quick. This is one of those songs where there's like three of these songs on this album, and the, while they're all good, and you know, again, it's one of those things where it's cool that they can do it. I don't know if I need it three times. Uh, and to be honest with this album that I was kind of getting to, cause I, I know it's maybe not, well, it's not a single, but I kind of considered in my mind before I look this up that I, I thought I'm in love with my car was a single. I think so this that, was a B side, either that or 39. Yeah. Well, I, I'm in love with my car is a B side. I, for some reason, before I read that, I thought it was uh, a, a single. Wasn't it a double so, A single though? Double A side single. Maybe, maybe, yeah, Yeah, but I I was like, I was rating it like higher up, like one of the more higher rated songs. So I knew going into that. So when I was looking at the deep cuts, I was kind of narrowing them out. Like here, here are the deep cuts here, what I have to work with. And like the majority in my mind of the deep cuts were these short kind of fun little jokey songs. And I like that they can do that. And I've been a fan of those uh, kind of on the last couple albums. But for an album that's rated their best, I don't know if they needed to do that three different times. It, it's like mm-hmm. we're getting three. It's like we're getting Big Bad Bill of Sweet William now three times <laughs> on their best on their on their best record ever. It's like There's you another one too. You yeah. exactly. Well, it's coming, and it's like, do you need that? Yes, they do it exceptionally well, and yes, yeah. they're they're all a little bit different. But it's like from more of the deep cuts, I was, I guess, expecting a little more. And that's where I was kind of a little bit let down. So while this one is cool for them being able to do it and it's performed and executed well, it's just like, okay. I, yeah. I've heard this already. Yeah, like, I, I know what you mean, because by the time we get to the third one, I'm like, more jokes. You know, it's like, yeah, like out the comes, first one out, the best. Out comes the, <laughs> out comes the comedian again. <laughs> 
you know <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, they're telling the it's like, it's telling like, the same jokes and you're just like the crowd's getting restless yeah. <laughs> it's it's like having a, a, a oh, i mean i shouldn't say this because uh there was actually but a comedian at a metallica show <laughs> Which is kind of funny oh, because they're like Jim Brewer or something. Yeah, yeah. Brewer, yeah, that's what we saw. But then he comes back out. <laughs> yeah. Like Metallica plays like Creeping Death. And he comes Jim Brewer again to just try to get you back to. No, we want more. We want more Metallica. Yeah, I, I can't do a good Jim Brewer, but yeah, just like all. Oh, but uh, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, yeah like it's like oh man, mm-hmm. you're digging into it. You're like, your crowd's all into it, and then suddenly out trots the comedian. Here comes Jim Brewer. Here comes the cracks some more jokes. Everyone is going, die by my hand. And then he's got to walk out to that crowd. Makes yeah, it doing, yeah, doing his, uh, his Aussie impressions. Yeah. Uh, yeah that one well, time, at yeah. least from this point, you yeah. know, this, the album gets dark. You flip it over and uh, our next song is one of the darker ones in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's dig into the next song because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it is the longest one on the album. Uh, this is the Prophet song. funny i was just thinking back to what you were saying kevin as far as them kind of like like they can pretty much go anywhere i mean imagine flipping the record over from (laughs) they got this progressive like uh yeah almost kind of it's funny i had in my notes that they kind of reminded me of like uh like dio era rainbow like some of those early records it just has this very dark kind of because you can almost hear like ronnie singing over it uh Mm. but i mean god where was this song on Man, on Queen too. I mean, that album right. desperately needed this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, what was that? The Black Queen. That was the one yep, we were like that oh, we were so excited and then, for, and then what, a letdown. Yeah. Down and then like then you get come to this. What two albums later? It's like man, that's what that should have been. <laughs> yeah, just this very. I mean, that last part, that main riff. Yeah, during the like the chorus, it's just a. It's a stomper. It is a stopper. Yeah, this was definitely because it was funny when I got him like, oh, God, an eight and a half minute song. All right. Oh, God, where is this going? Am I going to be let down again? Yeah. <laughs> like I was on the on Queen 2 and I'm like, nope. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah, the riffing here is very it, it serves the story. Yeah, the, uh, the fantastical story for lack of a better word. I guess you could say this is where it gets maybe a little bit into the kind of Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons kind of, but maybe a little, maybe a little bit more medieval than that. Uh, for, but, uh, but I just love the, I love the musical presentation is just, uh, if I had one quip though, it's those repeated parts towards kind of the middle end of the oh, song. Oh yeah. Like the I was going to, I know, I was, I was, I was going to ask you about that because 
This song is one of those ones like, okay, eight minutes and, and it went by. But like the third, fourth, fifth time through the album on this song, I'm like, uh, they're, they're doing it to me before when Queen would like, they would know when to stop. And they didn't know when to stop with those repeated sections. Kev, all I can ask is, you made it through this song more than four times? Uh, I would say just yes, about four or five, yeah. And it was, it, it was... Oh, boy. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah, it, it was... God, I, I couldn't... I just, the middle ended up being such a, like, God, can we just skip to the solo? And how much better would this song be? That, know, that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Like, the riffing yeah, is A+. Plus, and then suddenly it's like, ah, oh, take yeah, a break. A... BBW in the middle of a song. <laughs> I gotta see if I can find the... Uh, yeah, while we're waiting for Mark, yeah, just going over some of those goofy repeated parts. Um... <laughs> Uh, around, 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 around. Yeah, I, I, now I, I can, know. I can pretty much get, <laughs> get that, that out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I know. Now the thing is, that, like, it's the same thing. Like center, left channel, right channel. It's like just like. Today, today, this is a copy and paste job in about ten seconds in Logic. So it's it's yeah, maybe more impressive back in seventy five, but these days, drag it over two measures, copy paste, drag it over two measures, copy paste, boom, five minute choral section in the middle of your (laughs) song. Yeah, they got the la 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 la. Okay, then we got the yeah, come here, I you come here, I you come here, I you. Uh, uh. <laughs> Are those the lyrics? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, listen to the mad, listen to the man, listen to the mad, listen to the madman. Oh, boy. yeah, and then it gets back into normal, and then it gets back into normal, kind of like okay, like different words, <laughs> different uh, different verses. Yeah, yeah. I was so yeah that that was one thing that just oh because I love this song. I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna I'm still gonna give it love. Uh, well, I'll wait till it, but I yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's still the riffing, the music keeps it anchored yeah it keeps it from and i don't know i mean as as much as i was laughing at that repeat like overly repeated section i'm like okay maybe that fits into yeah freddie i don't know maybe that was his uh, but he had uh, his own he had plenty of opportunity on these bohemian raps yeah, he had bohemian rhapsody all to himself he didn't need to take yeah. four minutes of our song in right. here so all right sounds good that was the prophet song and now we're going to move on to love of my life. Well, I will be there at your side to remind you how I still love you. I still love Please bring it back home. 
be because you don't know what it's tears to There is something so oddly isolationist about this song. What I when I hear this song, I picture like being in the heart of a non-COVID uh, lockdown Manhattan or something. Just just being like the entire world mm. just being uh, reduced to nothing. Mm. And all you hear is this song. Maybe it's like the, because this song is kind of the quintessential spotlight on the piano. Yeah. You know, uh, right. uh, like stage set. <laughs> but yeah. there's just something about this song that is so... Peaceful in cacophony is is where I where I, I just right. I connect with this song. Um, I don't I don't know if it's uh, you know if that's that's anybody else's thoughts or that makes any sense. But uh, there's something unique about this song that I really haven't I, I heard from Queen to this day. Even if they have done other songs like this, right. I'm getting there's something uniquely peaceful about. I this. am getting that kind of second act of the musical vibe from it too like mm-hmm. you know fiddler on the roof deal you know he's an old man now mm-hmm. kind of maybe I, I don't know but i i do I'm actually gonna... understand what you mean it's just kind of everything falls away and the world surrounds like the piano and this right. guy singing and it's that's just what it is that's this song you know it's interesting going back uh, to uh, uh, back to uh, the movie because uh, I think this song is about his best friend uh, that uh, that w- woman who was his girlfriend for a long time who remained uh, I think a very close part of his life. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I was thinking of that scene, Alex. You probably remember when he's kind of like yep. breaking up with her, yeah, you know, where he's like saying like this is who I. And I'm I'm wondering if that's where this song kind of came out of that as far as him. Well, I think, like, I like think a, there's a scene in the movie where he's behind the piano and isn't he writing this or playing is he, maybe it? That, I, I can't remember. Maybe that's and why I was trying to refresh my memory. I, I don't like know if he's in your house. Isn't it when he's in that yeah, weird house that he owned? I, I feel like that's the case. And that scene actually got me into this song. I, I actually right, yeah, that's, uh, that's again, anchor, I love it has, this song. It has a very personal connection because you, know you, you know who he's singing about. Okay, this is a very important kind of reflection on a very very deep relationship that he had with this uh, that you can tell here yeah is uh yeah is kind of coming to an end and, in that in that aspect yeah. where it's trans- transitioning from yeah being a lover to yeah like i mean yeah, we may yeah kind of move on but yeah we'll always yeah you'll always be a part yeah yeah if so you know i kind of backstory a bit you kind of like know the struggle i suppose maybe that's where the isolation comes from as he feels isolated in a world that wouldn't accept what yeah. who he is i think that and i think that helps because uh, that takes it from being just a normal kind of gooey love song to something that you can kind of you, you can kind of relate to on a more difficult level it's a, it's a much i guess you could say it's a much sadder song than it is yeah just a normal kind of hmm. like i love you love song or if, yeah it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 got history you can tell there's yeah, there's real uh, authenticity life. To it. Yeah, authenticity. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the depth. Actually, I, I, if anything, this discussion—not to give anything away—but has made me like this song more because mm-hmm. of maybe some of these points. But um, yeah, you need the con- you, you you need the context. I think with a lot of a lot of these, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's hard to. But sometimes that's a good thing. You kind of learn what it's about, and you're kind of okay. I can see why why it work why it works more than it should. Yeah. Sure. All right, well, it's time for uh, Big Bad Bill of Sweet William Now, part three. Um, no, that's uh-huh. actually... Part four. No, part, part, yeah, part four. Um, this is Good Company. All through the 
was it what, uh, who was talking about um, music for commercials? I think, Kevin, you were talking about music for commercials on this one. Yeah, um, yeah this song to me is uh, retroactively uh, seems to be written for commercial placement. Not that for any fault of their own, but this yeah. is just, it, it's the ukulele. That just it just it's every Silicon Valley stupid startup app. It just got that <laughs> whistle and ukulele, just that like ding 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 ding, ding you know, just oh, like from I didn't a, think of that. you know, yeah. just I don't know, you know, in examples. I've seen a million of them. Just you know, whoever's begging for VC money can just put good company right in their their little <laughs> explainer video, and it'll fit right in. Right. So uh, it's funny. To I, no fault of Queen, but I definitely don't need part four on this album. Yeah, I have to agree with Alex. Yeah, this is kind of where I'm like, uh, okay, like it, it's it's funny. Maybe it's because it gave me. Also, I know you said that it reminds you of like a kind of like a marketing song or a jingle. Um, <laughs> it also gave me kind of like McCartney vibes a little bit too. Like like when I'm 64. It's got this very, uh, even more, because uh, again, I mean, it's got that Queen DNA, but it feels like it's more indebted to the Beatles yeah, than it does to uh, yeah, to Queen in general. Or maybe that's just because it's... Fine once, fine twice, but you're crossing the line. Line, the right. The fourth time. Yeah, uh, yeah where Freddie kind of had, that's this is really much Freddie's territory. I don't know if Brian should have just kind of way stayed away from that and... Uh, but I didn't really connect with the other song he did either, so I don't know where to go. But, but I like I think thirty nine is more uh yeah, I guess you could say more of a more of Brian, yeah, or maybe more of where he comes from. We're here just It's almost all Brian, isn't it? Uh I believe it is, yeah. Uh I could see. I mean he was trying to have fun, but it just doesn't have the timeless kind of appeal that Freddie's interpretations of these types of songs kinda of give off. Uh so Alex Alex, we just wanna say just yeah. Uh, yeah, premature flesh. What? I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, it's again, this one, it, it's cool. Yeah, it, it again. Yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah, it says it's got this like Dixieland vibe to it. And again, oh. it's it's well done. I, I appreciate the fact that they can do it um, very well. But I, I don't know. I don't Stop. think you need this. <laughs> I don't think you need this in between Love of My Life and Bohemia. I mean, maybe. Maybe Mark will do it. More songs in front of Bohemian is a good thing for him. <laughs> it takes longer to get there, but Hopefully it's just I like asleep. it's just like eh, exactly. You know, oh. it, it was done three times, and the first time it was done was the best, and that's all you needed. All right, everybody. <laughs> Here it is. We have arrived. <laughs> Been, this is the moment we've been waiting for since we started this band. The right moment here. we've been waiting for. Um, some people know what's coming. This is Bohemian Rhapsody. Let me go, Beelzebub, as a devil put aside for me, for me, for me.
yeah, Mark, I guess I'll lift the burden off of you initially as far as having to... Take it away. Uh, I get what you're saying, of course. I mean, yeah, this has been played to death, but uh, I'm going to look at it... I mean, I still love the song. Um, I'm going to look at it more objectively as far as what it did uh, Yeah, for... Because, I mean, traditionally, even in the mid-'70s, I mean, as far as pop singles, I mean, it was pretty much... Like, it was still you were, We were still in the three, three-and-a-half-minute territory. Uh, but, like... Uh, a day in the life uh, eight years earlier like uh, maybe to uh, I know uh, Stairway to Heaven I don't know if that was so much uh, it was a big song but I don't know if it was considered like a pop hit like the other two I mean this kind of broke the mold I mean as far as a hit single I mean even as far as like the radically different kind of musical presentation uh, it kind of uh, it's kind of it's it, it, it almost transcends like the normal kind of uh yeah, 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 like pop single of of any era. I mean, you can't. I mean, who else has was as audacious enough as Freddie to present this multi suite kind of? Uh, I think even more than a day in the life. I think this kind of when you think about it, I think the, this is probably even more well known than that. As as big as the Beatles are, I think Bohemian Rhapsody kind of you, maybe in some ways refined uh, what a day in the life did and made it even more of a unique. Uh, yeah, sung in its own right. It's it's, it's very uh, it, it's it's very unusual. I mean, not a lot of bands have this type of again, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's overplayed. As a songwriter, uh, as somebody who's kind of cutting their teeth and learning their craft, yeah, this uh, is one of those things that shouldn't shouldn't have happened and shouldn't have worked as well as it did. Uh, I mean, making something that has, I mean, again, there's like four or five parts here that are radically different from each other. I mean. Yeah, again, another one of maybe four iconic and maybe the most iconic kind of multi-suite kind of epic storytelling songs that actually has become. I mean, even I remember my seven year old niece uh, not too long ago who was singing to this song. She's like, yeah, I heard that song. On t- uh, she was okay, watching Chris, something on TV. You were making a good point up until the <laughs> what? I think you're helping. But I mean, no, I but mean, I'm no, I, no, I'm just I'm just saying that it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it connects with everybody. Yeah, and I understand. I know. Yeah, it's because I know you can't stand. You never want to hear this song again. But yeah, just yeah, based on what it did for yeah, it opened up a new more a new territory for songwriting. Yeah. Okay. What followed? Uh, What who followed up with it? You're saying it was the apex. Nobody could follow up with it. Well, I mean, you could say I guess the Eagles with Hotel California. That was another one. Um, uh, but I don't think yeah that it's as revered as Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know. It just it was a zeitgeist. I mean, it kind of. Yeah, it it took that concept and kind of, I don't know, it just, like like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. I mean, it just kind of grabbed, yeah, that generation, yeah. Well, what and did kinda, it inspire besides My Chemical Romance is Welcome to the Black Parade? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do, I, do, I, do, I, I do hear that. I don't know. Yeah, you could say, yeah, as far as where you didn't just have to write, okay, you could, you, uh, as far as exploring, as far as not just, like, okay, I'm going to sing another love song or whatever, yeah, like, or, ba- or another Oh Baby song. Yeah, it uh, it, it took, yeah, yeah, to, like an opera, I guess you could say. I mean, that's like, no, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm saying at the heart of playing like yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Mark's got the knives out for this song, and I can tell. Right, no, Chris, I'm, that I'm, was like, a good swing. That was a good swing. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else want to take the bat? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm not going to be able to convince you. I'm just doing from my perspective. I don't hate this song. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. one of those, maybe just because I, I grew up with it. This is one of those songs mm-hmm. from my early childhood that kind of, 
Yeah, it got me into music, so I'm not going to... Yeah, and I but, get but, but, why... But looking at it as a 34-year-old, like, music kind of... For somebody who, who digs as deep as we do, yeah. Uh, it's a fascinating evolution in, so, in pop songwriting, yeah. Again, whether or not you can't stand it anymore, you like, looking at it from just from a writing perspective... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's nothing, there's really hasn't been anything quite like it. Yeah, with maybe one or two exceptions, but. Yeah, and I get why, I get why people would get annoyed with it, because it is so overplayed, and it's so forced down people's throats, and it's in movies and stuff like that, but I, but I I agree with Chris, it's like, it still works for me, and I'm still kind of amazed by it, and it's got different parts, it's got the hard rock out part, if you're into that stuff, it's got the vocal part. It's got the beauty when it gets quiet and it gets sort of into the love ballad territory. It's kind of crazy that they did wrap this all up because it's so like almost schizophrenic in a way, but it like yeah. works. There's not really any parts to me that it's like, eh. and, and you may disagree, Mark, but like there's no part. It's almost like a, like a rush song where it's like they have these mm-hmm. really long songs, but it doesn't feel long to me because everything is engaging and you like, yes, though, there'll be some of those songs that are that are long, that are well revered. But it's like yeah, I, I could kind of skip this part of it to get to the part that really pays off. I think everything kind of pays off here. Right. But that that's just me. I mean, I won't go say it's my favorite Queen song, but uh, might be on the I might be on this side <laughs> <laughs> of the record. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Mark. I, I, I'm very Kevin interested. Taking a swing, he's frozen up for me, so uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not. Fr- oh, I see. Actually, yeah, you, yeah, your screen's still. My, uh, yeah, my Mark. Okay, yeah, frozen, not, not, but yeah, Mark. Okay, Mark. I want to ask you. Yeah, you're not looking at it from just a overplayed kind of just radio staple. I mean, yeah. as as a song itself, as a constructed, as far as you were, you were writing a song, the most pompous, convoluted okay, well, novelty song that has ever been recorded. Well, okay, I guess I'm not gonna. It is. And really, I don't find anything offensive up until I head it down at 302. Fine. Up, uh, I'll hold that. Hold all in. I'll, I'll take all that. I, I, you know, I would be lying to you if I didn't, if I would, I, like, I'm sulking during the hard rock <laughs> section because I am so offended by that utter crap in the middle. I don't know how you can sit there and listen to it. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. It's, it's very much Galileo, it's, Galileo. It's very much like, Freddie. I mean, not, that's, again, it's yeah. not opera. Just because you I say did. Italian words, like that yeah, doesn't never, make it opera. This is not a night at the opera. Yeah, I never said this it was is a opera. night at the yeah. dump. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it. It sucks. It's so bad it takes you out of the entire song. Yeah, I might. Maybe I should. It's unbelievable. Used... It is like it, this is Book of Mormon, not Puccini or Vivaldi or Verdi or like. Yeah, this I don't is, know. It, it, like, I don't understand where it evolved from here. And the funny thing is, like, I am, like, I actually like My Chemical Romance's Welcome to the Black Parade better than this song, which is weird mm-hmm. because I can't name another My Chemical Romance song that I like. Okay. And I know that that wouldn't exist if it weren't for this one. But right. it, it, they leave out, in that song, that like, you can hear what this would be without all of the, the pretentious, pompous crap. Like you could well, actually hear a band trying to push boundaries without just falling so far into themselves that they just fall right yeah, down the toilet. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to because, yeah, again, this is probably the strongest opinion section that we've had on our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if I and I, I get it from your uh, aspect, Mark, because you're maybe more classically trained into 
maybe the more operatic or the classical music or the jazz. And that's kind of more your thing. And you you, you dive into that more. So it, it is interesting to me, though, that maybe from more of a, uh, I guess, a ground floor listener, sort of a universal, like a normie for back, lack of a better term, like the fact that it, it, uh, it relates to so many people is interesting to me because I get it. Like if you're really into that kind of music, you'd listen to this and like, what is this crap? Like, are they, are they trying to be funny or are they trying to be serious? Mm-hmm. Like why does this song work? work? work. Is it cut? And it might be because it has all those different parts in it and it's catchy and it's engaging, but I, I get what you mean. So I, I, I guess I don't know their headspace. Like, were they trying to be very serious or were they doing yeah, no, like their know. own opera thing or was it kind of like tongue in cheek where we're just trying I, to we're trying to make a goof opera song don't take it serious i, I don't yeah, I, but i, th- I don't know may, this this song oh, ahead, Mark, it just yeah. it, they they end up i don't know how to describe it like a, like if i could describe it in just a couple of words that they become a character of themselves sure. to where you can't enter queen without going through a bohemian rhapsody and in yeah. some ways, it almost does a disservice hmm. that you miss out on something like, well, and nobody else really like 39, but I really like 30. Like you I see did. all these different sides of Queen and maybe they've done it too many times with, you know, Big Bad Bill versions. Uh, again, it had nothing to do with Big Bad Bill. That was years later. Yeah. But I get, you, you I know get, what I mean is, is that like you have to go through this. Right? I totally see that. Because yeah. it, I don't like that there's no other path. <laughs> yeah, I actually know what you mean. And if you, if you don't buy into this, then you may turn off queen right away yeah yeah right i actually know what you mean because i know people that don't like this song actually my wife doesn't like bohemian it's Rhapsody. a fascinating discussion my wife it's, it's just a, hates this song right. okay and you know why because it's just it's goofy she she doesn't get it she doesn't buy into the song and thus she is zero interest in queen and there you go. Right. Gate is closed. Yeah, it is kind of weird. You know, maybe some other songs are out. actually good. Maybe she'd like some of the ones on Queen right. 2. I don't know. You know, I haven't asked or, it is, w- or haven't it played is weird. them. It, but, it is yeah. almost a... It is weird. It is almost like a complete distillation of all of like the Queen or whatever you want to call that Queen kind of songwriting style. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's weird. I mean, if you read interviews, I mean, Freddie, when, when people ask him, like, what is it about? He really... Oh, it's always kind of... Like it's up to you to interpret it. I don't know. It's yeah, that's such a uh, and it is hard to follow. I don't understand it, but yeah, I don't know. It just it, that it, sounds it, like it, an excuse. No, yeah. it, I don't know. It, Maybe it, it is. I don't know. Like I said, we're not in the. It's yeah, weird I mean, for me because it's one of those songs where, yes, I, I maybe I agree with Mark that I've heard it so many times that I don't necessarily need to hear it again. And when it does come on, it, it's like yeah, it's got all the queenisms in it, and but for some reason, like, it, and I'm not even trying to defend it in hopes of like pleasing anybody. Like, I don't want to be that guy who trashes Bohemian Rhapsody. Like that's not even a thought in my mind. Like I wouldn't care either way. It is weird to me. It's kind of like, I I respect it for what it is. And I I can easily see like why people like it. And I appreciate your input, Mark, because I now kind of see why people hate it a little bit more. But it's just kind of it's just kind of in the middle of the road for me. Like I I like I still like it, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I've heard it so many times, but it's not like get this out of here. Like I don't need to hear like I'm I'm just not giving it its entire, you know, I'm not detracting because it's been overplayed. That's not their fault, but it is their fault to just go in there and just 
take it to such extremes and to such pomposity. Well, that's Queen. I mean, you look at Freddie. Yeah, I mean, they, they always knew where to they always knew where to toe the line. And, and, this, and this is just the beginning of that. I mean, you see what they did in the '80s. I mean, there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, oh, yeah, okay, like here I am. Like this is yeah, that was the '80s though. I mean, yeah. they, they were they were Black Sabbath, you know, like they were, uh, and and they're skiffle, you know, at points, yeah. and they they yeah, always I, knew they vaudevillian, and they always yeah, knew I, I just give you a little bit and leave you just a little bit appetized. Right. And then they make I, me throw up my dinner in the right. middle. Of I will. It. I will say, as far as yeah, my support for. I think the thing that fascinated me the most, is just because of it being almost like its own entity, that it actually succeeded in the way that it did. Because it did. I mean, you listen. Yeah, this is right around the time of like when corporate rock and disco was starting to kind of blow up, and you had this very, yeah, very accessible, very kind of. And then all of a sudden, you have this weird like, God, what is this kind of? Yeah, it's, it, it's. I mean, credit yeah. to them. I, I, I do appreciate that they obviously put effort into it, and I've always appreciated songs that are able to both be pop masterpieces yet yeah. um, virtuoso driven. I guess right. we just say that that you're able to balance both sides of it. Right. I don't know, like maybe maybe uh, uh, maybe no, Alex val- could back me up on but, it. I will no, listen but, to "Welcome to the Black Parade" more than I will listen to "Bohemian right. Rhapsody." You know what? My question. My question here that's very, I guess, interesting, and I'm sure like maybe a lot of people wonder this, is that you look at that scene in the movie, and it really kind of leads into my question where, you know, there's definite hesitancy in the room about the band pushing this to be the single. And you kind of get why, because you've looked at the singles that they've done prior to this, and there are more kind of meat and potatoes, cookie cutter, objectively yeah. great pop songs that would be you know easily a, a great rock single and then the band are pushing this and it's like yeah you've heard it so many times but like this could have and, and this is not me defending it either way i guess it's more like i'm applauding the fact that they they're like succeeded succeed yeah. like I'm, like they they wanted to do this like maybe they just knew that as pretentious and and as maybe as schizophrenic as this song is they just knew, like, all right, this is it. This is gonna be great. But like, it could have easily just bombed, and they could have been the Love laughing face, stock. Right. So it's like, it's just weird how it it did work out. Like, right. I wonder if something was was yeah. pulled behind the scenes, or like they really marketed the crap right. out of this and just kind of brainwashed people into thinking it really is great. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. But it's just and weird. That's what, that's, it's that's, like. You know? And that's another thing you could discuss as far as how well, why some songs become pop classics. I mean, is it because somebody's jamming it down your? But I don't know. I mean, this song. Right. I mean, it shouldn't. Apparently, there was enough of an audience out there that were like, just kind of yeah. And you look, no doubt and, that there are magical moments. And, and, and you look at I mean, oh, just yeah. the way that the, the yeah. octaves in the piano and right. when he says shivers down my spine, and then there's kind of and like the end too. That, oh, the, like those last few piano notes. I mean, again, I don't think anybody's used like three or four seconds better in the end where it's nothing really. Ma- I mean, that's that's one of the in a almost six minute song. I mean, that's one of the things you remember where it makes your hair, your hair stand up. But I will, Mark, I will kind of defend you a little bit as far as I, I love how this song. Look at look at such the hard debate that we're having here. I mean, it, it, it brings about yeah. such yeah, such polarizing mm-hmm. yeah, discussion points. And I agree with Mark. Yeah, I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you could say from a certain perspective, you can, uh, yeah, I, I can respect yeah, what you're saying. And then, then from my side, I mean, I just, yeah, uh, as a lover of a lot of pop music, I can see yeah why it's why it is as celebrated. But yeah, but that's I guess I don't know. Maybe that's uh, another positive thing. Yeah, that it can, yeah, that it can bring out such 
passionate uh, well, uh, yeah, kind of, I, I from both sides. Credit, yeah. In six minutes, yeah. it can elicit a reaction that you might get over a movie. I mean, that's kind of what right. I would compare this to. A movie that everybody raves about, and then I see right. it, and I'm like... I don't like that. Mm, yeah, I don't get well, it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like, I don't know. Like, um, and that's, and that's everybody wants yeah. some was one for me that everyone just right. said, Oh, I just, you know, dazed and confused. I love it. Yeah. Just, hereditary. Everybody's like, Oh, this is the scariest movie in the last 20, 30 years. And I'm like, yeah, it was kind of, but it's not that good. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that whatever that feeling is, that's exactly what I get with this one. And yeah. because it is so popular, again, I don't want to hate it because it's just because it's popular, but that just further reinforces my opinion. But it's good. It makes people think about that, too. Maybe there are people that never really thought about it like that. But maybe they might agree with you. And I can respect that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've already made yeah. their money off this song. I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. It's going to get still, played yeah. whether I want to hear it or not. It's going to be played forever. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Well, it's time to close out the album. God Save the Queen. All right, stop it right there. I am stopping it right there. You Thank didn't. You. Here, you comes, didn't <laughs> here comes. Here comes the bride. You you didn't hear from me on the last song that much. I apologize, technical issues. But this one, I'm getting in here. Uh yeah. Do I have a rant for God Save the Queen? You bet I do. And it is laziness. <laughs> it is. Did did you hear that? Did you hear that? Yeah. I know. What is that? Tidish. Tidish. Is this <laughs> like throwing pennies at a wall? Is this a grade school band that can't time up the cymbal in the bass drum hit? And the conductor's looking at the it back, wondering why the cymbalist is facing it. What is going on? How how is it you spent all this time perfecting the most these songs? Expensive album ever recorded, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and you have what? Who let that garbage through? Yes, I'm ranting on God <laughs> Save the Queen because every time I hear it, it sounds like amateur trash. I can't believe it. I, yeah, I just I, who? I hope it I, wasn't I, Roger. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, I had on here, it, it sounds like a vanity piece for British people. I don't know. It's just like a, yeah, I mean, it's an American. I don't know. We're American and we don't get it. <laughs> Translate to American, please. I don't understand. Just the other Hendrix it, wannabe piece. Right. I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I did read that too, that that was one of his, uh, one of Brian's uh, kind of inspirations was the, uh, like, Hendrix at Woodstock doing the national oh, anthem, please. which sadly this falls on its face. <laughs> and breaks yeah. not, not, not only on not only feet. yeah not only breaks the nose but like breaks it off yeah where it's just like hanging there i mean it's not uh but uh and this is another frustrating thing i mean yeah as far as any of the quips with bohemian rhapsody but imagine if this record would have ended with just that last part just nothing really matters yeah, yeah what a record this would have been yeah. but no then what do you got you got what um, how many minutes is this uh, kevin yeah uh, uh, it's a, 12, a, a minute, a, a minute, a minute and eleven, a minute and eleven seconds. Yeah. I mean, seven oh. seas of rye. Okay, you did it on the first album. You, you did this little instrumental teaser piece, and I like that, and I saved it. But like this, oh god, I, there's another, there's a longer piece of this. No, 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 no there's, <laughs> there's not, there's not, there's not. They're gonna close the next album no, with a uh, five-minute version of God Save the not, Queen. <laughs> 
There's not, and I don't know if this song was like a live kind of thing that they would play, like maybe as like an interlude or something. Um, oh, I guess is Closing is it the British the national anthem? Is yeah. that what yeah. this song technically uh, is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, Queen. well, duh. Okay, there you Tim go. Tyler. Wow, wow. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I, I got to brush up on my Britishes, so maybe edit that out and, and <laughs> if I'm offending anybody. But I'll say this: uh, there's another "God Save the Queen" out there, and it's by a little band called the Sex Pistols, and that's one of my favorite songs ever. So you know, that's the one I'm taking. Get this right. one out of here. Yeah. Well, that one is completely tongue in cheek. I yeah. mean, that's the sex. But that song one. rips. That's, okay. Yeah, no, this, yeah. this, this, this was don't, you don't put this British, at the yeah. very end of your album and don't do anything cool. I mean, like, okay, could, can this just been a live thing? Did you need to put it on the tape after Bohemian? Talk about a buzzkill. Yeah. You know, and this is, they finally, somebody had an idea to put the useless intro that they constantly open albums with at the end of the record. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be better there. Yeah. Is this worse No, we than, listen uh, to the whole thing. Yeah. We have to. You gotta is get this... to Bohemian Rhapsody, right? So you right. gotta listen to the end of it, and they put the useless intro at the end. Is oh. this worse or uh, than uh, Procession? Would you agree? I, no. I think it is a little bit more tedious. Yeah, this is I don't even remember. Yeah, because yeah. I'm think ready so? for the album to be done. I don't done remember here. how Procession goes. Procession, um, you Dig into the rest and forget yeah, it. Was you can there. Give that right. pass. Yeah, you can give All right. Okay. I think, Chris, it's time to save us because we've been going off the rails. Seven for the bye, Chris. Let's see how okay. this goes. All right. Uh, question number one. We got a uh, multiple choice question here. Um, all right. In 2004, uh, what car company used I'm in love with my car in an advertisement? Was it A, Dodge, <laughs> B, Ford, C, Jaguar, or D, BMW? Oh, Mark, go yes. for it. Oh, yes, Mark. Ford and Jaguar, kind of the same thing in 2004. It's a bit of a trick question, Chris. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I know this. Well, which marketing agency for the each respective? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they would have different marketing agencies for different regions for sure. I don't know. I'm just going to take a wild stab at this. I want to say Dodge because it's off the wall. Um, I'm going to go just – I'm just going to go with uh, – just I, I, I'm gonna go. I, I love Jaguar, so uh, I'm gonna go with Jaguar. It's probably wrong. correct. Oh, oh, correct. Right. Dang. I was gonna One say BMW. Dang. Wow. Yes, it was Jaguar. Just go for that British connection. Yeah. yeah. The British connection. All right, that's good. I was hoping you. I think you would have really uh, hit yourself if you wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I had. I had to take a shot at it. Okay. Um, all right, another multiple choice. Um, according to the uh, Guardian publication, uh, in 2018, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody became the first to do what? Uh, a, a first rock single to go diamond in both the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, B, become the most downloaded and streamed song online. Or C, first rock single to be added to the Library of Congress's historical preservation thing. Oh, wow. Yes, Mark. Mark. I'm going to go with C. Pretty sure uh, it's C. No, you're incorrect, actually. Oh, <laughs> you get the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, no, it was. Uh, it became the most downloaded and streamed song on uh, online. Yeah, was across it, all was platforms. It just, I thought it was preserved in the Library of Congress. It, probably, it, might, some... it might be, but I, 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 I was talking about specifically the year, though, in 2018. Yeah, that was, was the clincher. Probably preserved yeah. as part of the album. Yeah, no, okay. that's. I'm maybe not sure the if album is preserved. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, technically, maybe that would have been right. But yeah, I had the specific year that was the. Yeah, just to confuse right, you. So okay. Mark is out. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe he wanted. Oh, uh, that was that. Also. Yeah, that was pretty anticlimactic. But uh, okay. Uh, next question. 
according to true or false, according to Brian May, the horn effects on In Good Company were created using two uh, uh, horns as well as two guitars to fill in the sound. True or false? I believe uh, Kev, I believe that's I it was Kevin, false. Right? There are all guitars. You are correct. All right. There we go. All right. That was just a guess, but that's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. True or false? Uh, the band were initially shocked at the blunt directedness of Freddie's lyrics for uh, Death on Two Legs. True or false? I'm going to say yes, Kevin. I'm going to say true. They were shocked. Uh, you are correct. Yes, they uh, were actually nervous about him it. doing it. <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't do any research on this album, so. Okay. All right. We'll see if Kevin. Uh, we will get one. Right. Who knows? Decent album cover. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. True or false? Um, uh, Brian May played "God Save the Queen" during Queen Elizabeth's Silver Jubilee. True or false? Oh, oh it's going to be like the Platinum Jubilee or something. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I don't have. I, I, I haven't answered anything yet, and if I bomb out, whatever. I'm gonna go with true. Uh, it's false, actually. It was <laughs> the golden jubilee. All right. Well, what so was it? We... It was the golden jubilee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come on. What is that? <laughs> I know. I was trying to. It was gonna make you Chris, think. Chris, yeah, we don't know any question. of that British. Stuff. It was. The, it was. It was okay. actually the sapphire jubilee. Actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so do we get? If it isn't about Martin, Jaguar or, or Bentley yeah. or Aston yeah. Martin, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Okay. All right, so yeah, I win. Was, uh, Harry so Potter. Wasn't it Harry Potter? Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> I got to throw a little bit of British. Uh, great, I, great. There, I but, have uh, an extra yeah. buyer terminate. I didn't even know what I didn't even know what I was Chris, buying got, or terminating the first time. See if you can get Kevin to get three though. Okay, you you me to, a lot, but I so. won anyway. You want me to ask him one more? You want okay. to, I don't know, it doesn't count, Chris. You said anything more interesting? All right. Had, you said you had uh, a bunch. Let's see. Uh, do I have any? Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'll give this. Okay, true or false? Uh, according to Roger Taylor, "Sweet Lady" was one of the most difficult songs for him to per- uh, perform live. True or false? Uh, I'm gonna go with true. Well, you were right. Oh, All good. Right. There we go. Yeah, that was right. Just a little. Yeah, because accident. I guess the other, it was, good it was a weird on that song. Yeah, I think they said the other time signature was in three four, which I guess was. Uh, Something oh that he was. Uh, Don't throw a Nick Mason yeah. on that one. <laughs> 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 it take him thirty years to learn that. Right. <laughs> All right. So Kevin. Uh, yeah. Kevin, you get the extra buy or terminate. Chris, you used yours the last record, so yeah, not so. on this one. You will get a refreshed set next album. Uh, Alex, take it away. And now, All right. love it or flush it. Yes, yes. Tonight's order is going to be myself, Chris, Kev. Sorry, myself, Kevin, Chris, and Mark. Uh, I'm going to start it off with Death on Two Legs, dedicated to. Uh, this is going to be a Stocks on the Rise for me. I actually happen to like this one uh, quite a bit. Had heard it before, and it's yes. So I will give this one a love, Kev. Um, I'm trying to decide what to do. I didn't plan any of this ahead. But I'm going to go ahead and give this a buy. Now that I am flush with cash, I can give this a buy. This, this, is, a, about this it. is a nice nice way to kick off the album with some tood. Yeah. So I, I'm going to buy that. I, consi- I considered it. Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow Kevin. This is, I'm going to buy this. Uh, I just love the directness and bluntness. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like Angry Freddy. Yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and last, Mark. 
Uh, buy is an interesting proposition, but I'm not quite ready for that. Might need to listen to it a little bit more, but still a love for me. All right. Track two, Lazing on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to give this one a love. Uh, like I said, there's three joke songs on this. I shouldn't say joke songs, but songs like those. Vaudevillian, kind of different songs like that. So uh, this is my favorite one. So it's going to get the love for me. They weren't burnt out yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll keep this rolling around as well. It's funny in its own way. Mm-hmm. Chris? Uh, big love. Yeah, just a very fun and big smile song for me. Yeah. And Mark? A mild love. Uh, I, I probably would have flushed it, and then I came up with the idea for the music video of Freddie in the shower singing it, and I think that would be okay. a really <laughs> addition to the world. Yeah, <laughs> performing that, uh, too bad they didn't do that, but uh, yeah. that brings it up for a love for me. All right, let's bring on over to track three, a Roger, Roger song song, and this is where I think Mark's going to enjoy me here. I'm going to buy this one. Mm, I think this uh, one is fantastic. I don't, I don't, I don't want to buy one of the uh, singles on the album, and I would love to include a Roger song on the playlist because I haven't done that so far. So this is the best one, in my opinion. So, Kev? Well, Alex, I'm going to follow up. I am buying it as well. Those those background vocals. Those background vocals did it. This has always been a favorite of mine. I feel like it's fitting to include this on the playlist. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, as literal as the lyrics are, uh, this does rock really hard, so I'm going to give it a love, yeah. <laughs> All right, and Mark? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of surprised by the bias from this feeling that it doesn't necessarily represent anything else on the album, but I strongly agree that it is definitely Roger's greatest work to this point as a writer-slash-singer in the group, but uh, that's strong love for me. It's such a cool song. All right, track five, 39. Uh, this one's gonna get the uh, love. Uh, uh, no, oh, I'm I, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm jumping ahead here, guy. John, you, you just John, skipped him. John, boy. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna, John. I'm gonna love his contribution here. <laughs> I happen to love. You're my best friend, Kev. What do you think? Yeah, despite the commercials and uh, some of the yes. times I've heard it, I it still strikes a chord. Shout out for the electric piano and John bringing the goods. Yeah, John's great. Chris. Uh, yeah, enormous love. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I love yeah, just everything about it. <laughs> All right, it's my Mark. best friend. <laughs> love this, and I love the fact that we can talk about a band with such solid chemistry. Oh, yeah. Really, just such good balance. Everyone participates. Everyone is... You know, just just bringing uh, bringing their own. Uh, they, they all have skin in the game when it comes to songwriting, performing, even singing. Uh, maybe not John, but uh, the rest of them for for sure. So shout out to Queen to this point for also succeeding on that front. A love for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. All right. Now track five thirty nine. Yep. This one's gonna get a love for me. Uh, I actually like what's going on here. Yes. Maybe it is a little bit of an oddball compared to what else is going on in the album but i like these brian led songs these more folky soft rock songs so works for me gets the love kev you know what i'm gonna give this the love as well it works in its own way it's a little bit of folk and i don't find that too much on the rest of the album so it gives it its own flavor yep chris oh this is this is tough. I'm on the edge of a flush and a light squeeze, and I'm not sure which. You, you know, to... you know my it's rule. It's like he wants to order something off the menu, but he doesn't. He wants somebody else to go first. You know my rule on that, Chris. If you're de- de- what, what if is... you're debating, you go with the flush. 
because it wasn't good enough yeah. to keep her out. He's got an 8.5 to live up to. Yeah, I think I might have to. I mean, I it's I love the catchiness of it, but I did, didn't go back to this song. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll flush it, unfortunately. Yeah. There it is. Uh, you can see the complete disdain in Mark's face. No. I, I <laughs> I, you know, I guess you're just going to have to be excluded then, Chris, because I would love to get together as a group and all break out our acoustic 12 strings and we'll go over this one. But I guess Chris ain't going to be a part of it. So, uh, and why did I use the word ain't? I, I don't never use that word. Uh, just give it a strong love for me. I don't know. This song's making me delirious. Just ruining this whole goodness. moment for him. <laughs> All right. Track six, Sweet Lady. Yeah, this one's going to be my first flush, guys. Uh, we're starting off cool. Quiz. Was was starting off cool with the guitar work, love the chords, love the tones, love the verses, and then they just kind of really stepped on it in that chorus, and I was somewhat offended because I was hoping this was going to be my now I'm here of the record, and it was not. So, flush for me, Kev. Yeah, I think the word for this song is disappointment. It is. Keep it going. Pull the handle. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. <laughs> There's a run to the All bathroom right. now, oh, everybody. All right. Stop, stop, stop. stop Uh-oh. Stop, stop. Here comes a bye. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. Kevin, get your finger on the button. Chris's rubber glove I is coming Chris's out. Chris's rubber glove. Oh. There it is. Wow. And, and I kind of feel bad, maybe for the glove. It doesn't need to be subjected to that <laughs> because it's not that good. But I did like Roger's drumming. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was some cool, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the effort. Maybe I'm just so. Wasn't I'm in love with my car enough love for Roger on this? Did you need to give it to him on this? Yeah. It's a fair point. It's just a mild <laughs> squeeze. I took it out, I gave it another look. All right. That's all. One out, of, <laughs> one out of four of the song. Saving it? I don't know. <sighs> I, I, Mark, I appreciate Mark's takes on these albums. He's, he's, he's all over the place, and I love it. He's reckless. <laughs> hey, all over the place. I'm six for six on love so Is far. this oh, the one-eyed possum? That's true. <laughs> no, it's just not that great. It's just not that bad either. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it just kind of it's got Boston feeling to it to me. I don't know. Like, I'm not a big Stones listener, but I am a big Boston listener, and yeah, I, that I hear a lot was of that. Ju- that was just as Stones yeah, as it gets. It but it does kind of get yeah. a little thicker after the intro riff, mm-hmm. but still, it was annoying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we'll never talk about it again. Yeah, it's likely. All right. <laughs> Ra- wrapping up side one on the original vinyl release, Seaside Rendezvous. Uh, all I wrote for this one was fun little song question mark. Yeah, I think this one's also going to get a flush here. Uh, it's cool, but I don't need it three times. I'm sorry. You know, Kev? I'm actually going to give this a light squeeze. I actually appreciate the guts for closing out a side with this song. I like that. I I don't need it three times either, but this, we're not quite there yet. I hear you. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna continue my love uh, streak for the uh, for the goofball uh, Freddie songs. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it. I don't know. They they just uh, they just get me right in my warm and fuzzies. Yeah, it just 
bring on the warm blankets. <laughs> and, and to be fair, if this is your first episode listening, which I'm sure it probably will be for a lot of people because this is a big record, I'm not anti-short, little, fun, goofy Freddy songs. I think I've, like, if you look at my stats on the past albums when he's done this, I've loved most of them. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that he's got three on the most highly rated album... I'm going to look into these a little bit more. And if it's not living <laughs> up, do if it's digging. not living up, yeah, if it's not living up to the hype here, I'm going to be a little strong on it. So that's the, where the, I'm coming this from. This comes across his desk. The eyebrows raise a little bit as somebody put in the request yeah. for overtime. Put in the request for overtime. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about this I one. Yeah. another ditty on the sure. album. What do you say, Alex? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I like that analogy. Okay, Mark, what do you think? Uh, yeah, Chris is warm and fuzzies. Uh, I think I have to uh, agree with that one. This is the kind of song that comes up when you're listening to the record or, you know, on Spotify. And, hey, I like that part. They only gave it to you twice, and it just makes you feel good. And Queen is, uh, I don't know, audio ecstasy in a lot of ways uh, with these kind of songs. They've kept their streak going. Can't say that they might continue it for much longer, but I will give it one last love. All right. Well, let's flip that record over and visit a little Queen 2, if you will, with this kind of longer prog song. And, uh... Yeah, this one we're going to open up the missile silos and send those wow. puppies off. Uh, see ya. <laughs> Stop him. <laughs> Stop yeah, that uh, <laughs> yeah. once it got into the now I knows, uh, and this was the first time I was driving up to Madison and I'm listening to this, I'm flying down the highway through rural Wisconsin and the constant now I knows are going off and I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Like I, 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 I was getting a little maybe delirious because I was standing at staring at the same stretch of road for like an hour and a half and it's just like, I don't need this. And then I listened to it again today and then I'm like, all right, this part again, still don't like it. And then I looked at where I was in the song and there was still like another three or four minutes left. And I'm like, all right, get this out of here. Okay. We don't need it. Kev. <laughs> I understand your frustration. I'm actually un- unsure of what to do do with this one you know kev sorry sorry to say one no more thing, go ahead but kev, kev kev this is one of those songs and you've used this analogy before yeah. where it's like one of those songs I, I don't remember what it was i think you mentioned it during like a van halen episode but uh or maybe like pink floyd or something where you're like say you're in the house and you're listening to this on the stereo and like your wife or like your significant other or your family is home and they're listening to this and you're like i'm not so sure if i should be playing this out of the loudspeakers right <laughs> It's one of those songs. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, boy. That kind of just brought this way down. I was on the fence between... <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I was on the fence between a love and a flush, and this is probably the most frustrating song of them all on this album because the rock parts I actually really love. I feel like Mark's going to buy this out of the blue, too, for some reason. Um, <laughs> but... um. Uh, you know my adage: when you're on the fence, oh, you fall to the flush. Here yes. goes. Goodbye. I'm taking. I'm taking credit for that. All I right, just can't. I, I can't take four minutes of that stuff. Um. Yeah, I probably. I know I'm going to be way in the opposite direction of you guys, but uh, I probably would have bought it if it wasn't for that stupid, uh, <laughs> yeah, repeated word section. 
but I, I love the riffing on here. It's like that classic, like like minor key, like mid seventies hard rock. Uh, so big uh, love for me. See, that's the thing. I actually probably would have felt the same if it weren't for that yeah. section. I probably it would have edged into a love slash buy territory. But man, like that's that. that just go on. Um, I hate to be the fourth guy that's hemming and hawing over this. Like, look, get it together, pick, think about it, and get say what you want. It's just a like. I'll, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. I like the darkness of it. It's needed on this album. It really is. Like, you need. There's too much bright and peppy and happy and and pop. Like, you need some of that, even if that section is stupid. Do you you Um, know now though? If you need it, now I know. Now I know, and now I yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 All so right, cover that one in right. thirty nine. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move it on over to love of my life. And I know I was saying that hey, maybe Bohemian Rhapsody is my favorite song on side B. I don't know if I could say that. I think this is my favorite song on side B. I think this is a great song. It's a nice little love number from Freddie, and so far I've loved all of those. If you're coming from a Nevermore, uh, I forgot what the other song was on Sheer Heart Attack that was kind of similar that I also really liked where he did that. Um, I'll have to go back, but this one gets a very strong love for me. So, Kev, what do you think? I'm going to be joining on you on this one. Oh, very beautiful song, very well done. The closeness, just well, just give me a love. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Dear Friends? Was that song that was on uh, Sheer Heart Attack that's kind of similar? And then you guys were like, I don't know if I that's need what it. Because like, Nevermore is already that's, there. Dear Friends yeah. was only a Terminate from Chris. Everyone Wait, did I it. love Dear Friends? Okay. Oh, yeah, but I made the yes, argument during the, the track by track. Yeah, that I didn't you, need you to. were letting everybody know. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I guess that makes sense because I don't remember that song at all. <laughs> <laughs> it never uh, existed. It was one of those things. <laughs> what do you okay. think of this one? Yeah. yeah what, do you, what do you think, Chris? Uh, within context, yeah, I love, I, I love, yeah, this is just a, and when you really dig into it, yeah, this is a very, like, when you think of, like, a good love ballad, this is what, this this is what should be presented to you, yeah. All right. And last but not least, Mark. Yeah, and I find those reasons enough to include this on a playlist. Ring me up for my I like this purchase. This one, it belongs on a playlist, especially uh, I have Brighton Rock as my previous song, so I feel like this one is just a... Uh, such a one I mean I wish the band were a bit more involved uh, in the song as a whole and yeah. it weren't just like a Freddie and Brian piece um, but you know it, it's it's so strong and the meaning behind it just adds another layer right. to it it's so, it show, it's so good and it shows that side of the band too I mean so I think that makes sense yeah, to include it on a uh, yeah, playlist yeah, it gives you that like yeah that uh, diversity yeah sure mm-hmm. alright let's bring it on over to the last little ditty good company I'll take bad company over this. This one's getting the flush. <laughs> there we uh, go. It's going to be a run to the men's room tonight, folks. <laughs> I think we're going to break out the sign. <laughs> Here comes the little thing that squeezes onto the door. What is that? I love when the sign gets pulled out. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it never gets old. 
Chris? Can we put this yeah, to Chris? Can we get the sign out? Chris? Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, just keep pushing it down. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Oh, trip yes. to the janitor's yeah. closet, make it four for four. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, 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 oh. oh, that one is exhausting. Oh, oh. <laughs> I guess my, I guess my. The uh, janitor is uh, trying to get in there, tonight. but he slips. Yeah, I guess yeah, it, it seems like my Brian love tonight is not uh, is not good. It is not for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. All right, well, let's bring it on over to the elephant in the room, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. The okay, big I one. Wait. I can't wait. Uh, this one, I don't. I'm still gonna give it a love. I, I gotta. I, I. I guess I don't have to. But <laughs> it's in I'm, his contract. I, I, I guess it's I, in his contract. He I guess I, 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 I. Honestly, how much this song has been played and how many people know this song, I really don't have to. But I. I. It's. I still like it. I still find things about it that I enjoy. So I'm gonna give it a love. Chris or Kev, where are we at? I'm not even looking at the order anymore. <laughs> I, I believe it's Kevin. me, and I don't have to. Oh. Wow. Mm. Bold, and I like it. <laughs> Mark made some good points, but I was Mar- already Mark's, heading that Mark's, way beforehand. I just kept my mouth shut and just let him do the talking. Mark, Mark's little sinister <laughs> face. He looks like the face that Jack Nicholson makes in The Shining. <laughs> When he's just yeah. sitting there and he's like, ooh, I'm going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, <laughs> I, you is... know what? Ryan gave me an axe the other day for some reason. It's still sitting in my trunk. I got it ready to bust down and take down this song. God. I guess I should have used my uh, Stimpy pressing the button for you, but it's all right. Yeah. All right. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny after uh, everything I said about it that I terminate it? But no, I'm not going to terminate it. I, I, I couldn't live with myself or if I, if I, if I, if I, uh, press, if I, if I was the button presser. In this instant, we're still bringing the episode six. We're still bringing that up almost a year later. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, oh, I didn't know if you heard me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I can't after everything I said, I can't not appreciate this for what it is. Yeah, so a big love. All right. Here, here it comes. Uh, jump, jump, jump is looking at you right now in disgust. <laughs> This Dude, song uh, gets thumping. <laughs> F. Oh, oh, I like it. We're on the same page. I, I have like to it. admit I that like this it. song cements their place in rock and roll history. And if you took this away, I don't think you'd have quite the same discography to talk about. True. As much as that, as much as I personally dislike it, it's it's. I, I can't argue against that point. So it cannot be removed from their catalog. And I think by process of elimination, we know we're all we're all going with the last song. And I think uh, I am in consensus with most of the rest of the group <laughs> yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah, just uh, yeah, just drop get drop the, the button bombs. ready. Flip the, the cover bombs. off of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, can I terminate another song? I guess I was just gonna flush Did you it. Win uh, the seven for the pie. You just get one T. Yeah, I, I only get one T. I, I mean, I was more offended by the Prophet song, and that's why I got rid of it. This one, I just, I'm not offended by it, really. It's, it's, I just, it's not necessary. You so that's why, me. that's why I don't, that's why, I, no, that's why I don't hate it as much, but it's still getting out okay. of here, regardless. You're not going to do flush triple T. All right. Yeah. There we go. Just, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you flipped all the keys up and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Good old Raytheon missiles flying there its way. In, in <laughs> the toilets what we now, yeah. <laughs> God save the queen. I would have a little Raytheon for breakfast. Yeah. Um, triple T, ouch. Uh, that has happened before, oh, yes. I think. Oh, yes. uh, was it inside, maybe? Uh, Saturday afternoon at the Sunday afternoon at the park? Saturday afternoon in the park. Yeah, not uh, Sunday afternoon in the park from Van Halen. Go back and listen to those. Those are fun episodes done almost a year ago from us, Van Halen discography. But anyway, that closes out A Night at the Opera. Certainly a stronger first half uh, than the second half uh, would seem to suggest based on the ratings. Anybody want to change the ratings? Some hearty discussion, this record. Uh, uh, got an 8.5 from Chris, a 6 from Alex, a 7 from Kevin, and a 6.5 from myself. I think, I think based on my flushes, I think I'll drop it just a half point because even the songs I don't like, I do still admit there's uh, the melodies are catchy enough. So that's going to just uh, only going to bring me down a half point. So an eight out of ten. Yeah. OK, noted. Anybody else? Uh, my, my flushes and statistics or calculations line up with a six and I didn't change anything. So I'll stick. There. I'll stick where I'm at, too. 6.5. Oh, I think I might have to just go up a little bit. I think I have to go to seven. I mean, look, when I love the first eight songs and by the ninth, it's hard to really say that the album is no yeah. good. Um, so that, it, 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 yeah, it, good company is what it is. Bohemian Rhapsody, you don't need to hear me rant anymore about it. And God <laughs> Save the Queen was, uh, yeah, triple <laughs> terminated. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It started out with promise, and then they just stepped over the line. You know, that with good company being the third, the they line. they did. I mean, can you see that? I like good company. No, no, like, no. You didn't need it. I just, I just, I just, I just like the analogy. Yeah, yeah. I, like I the, can't, yeah. I can't I like wait to term. see that in your statement. The they choice. stepped over the line. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah. danced over the line right in front of my face, yeah, but, and you know, like Freddie style, which I think you know, it's got some of the best dancing of any front man in rock and roll history. But I didn't need to see it uh, right, about, three about, times in a row. So right, how, how, a BBW from me to end this album, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, kind of a about, hey you know what uh kevin's the same way yeah. anyway so that about, closes out this discussion uh what do you take away from the band what do you take away from you know i kind of almost said it myself in the beginning but uh, and it's almost a complete cliche but set yourself up uh to, i would say leave your yeah. doors open don't close yourself out yeah. to, to the avenues at Sometimes that can end up in uh, triple terminate at the end. Uh, that's fine, but uh, you, it's hard to say they didn't have success from this album and they're rolling in the dough. So, and uh, that's of course why everybody gets into music, isn't it? To make a ton. No, no, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, they wanted to play for the biggest yeah. stages. <laughs> but, but no, anyway, let's, let's, let's just. Let's, but yeah, I have to say, let's, like, yeah. keep your doors open. Don't try. Try not to close yourself off too much. Is what I get. Yeah, yeah, I agree with. I, that, yeah, I agree with Kevin. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, I will say that though they just went all out on this record, just financially and with the style and everything, I did. I do at least appreciate, and I'm not a huge, you know, I'm not hugely knowledgeable on Day at the Races yet. Um, but they didn't really go back to this. They're just like they didn't. They knew when to stop at least. Again, you still have to give them credit. They crossed the line. They danced over it, and then they went back. And they, they, they still gave you some good hard rock 
in the future. They still, you know, gave you some good songs of some good love songs, you know, like you're like the show must go on and we will rock you. And we are the champ. I mean, just, they still were able to churn out staples. Like they did not throw everything that they have creatively into this album. And then we're just, you know, completely spent from here. So they still had material in the bag or they were at least knew they were talented enough to continue to follow up with it. So I, I take away that, that it's something that, you know, if you're going to write your, um, your, 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 your biggest song and put everything into it, at least have a backup plan, which they certainly did. So, yeah. Alex, any, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, no one cut the big bad bills it, out of your. Set. I, I think I would actually say that. That's kind of what I was going for. Because, yeah, it's just interesting. Like, yes, you you look at our scores. Uh, you know what we loved and flushed, and it's it's obvious how strong side one is, and then side B is lacking. But then they put maybe their most famous song ever right there. And well, I guess love of my life is there too. But it's just like kind of night and day. Where like first first half is great. So. Yeah, I don't know. For for an album that's so revered and, and and put up there, I guess I was expecting more outside of the singles to really kind of carry the weight and, mm-hmm. and put it up there. Whereas maybe the the albums prior to this didn't have as big a hit as Bohemian Rhapsody or You're My Best Friend. But as a whole, uh, I, I felt like it was a little bit more balanced where like there was more mm-hmm. different sounds, I guess, kind of going on. Um, and, and I know maybe we kind of criticized that where like they were still trying to find their sound and they were throwing everything at the wall and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. But yeah, here it just, I don't know. I, I would say even outside of the singles, it just got a little lazy to me. And, and maybe yeah, that's maybe. weird to say, but I just, I guess I appreciated more of the diversity in the deep cuts on the prior albums versus this. Right. I mean, this is definitely the album where yeah, where they became kind of the I think a lot of publications have said this where they became like a singles act. This is really where because I mean, as much I as I was album, I mean, it yeah, makes right, sense yeah, with this starting album. here. I mean, you yeah, you've got I mean, you got Bohemian Rhapsody, which was I mean, let's let's be honest to the casual fan. This is the song they know off of this record. They probably don't know any and maybe even mm-hmm. casually like you're my best friend. I mean, as much as that's played, I'm sure there are m- many more people who know Bohemian Rhapsody more than that. So. And that's the thing. I know, Does your I, I, seven-year-old niece know your yeah, best friend? And I, I, when I heard that, I'm like, I like just being a, because I mean, that's how I got into music was through like I was like six, seven years old, really, when I got into music, just from my dad. And I'm like, when I heard her talking about that kind of music, I'm like, I like that. I, I'm like, that's that's good. That's a good thing, okay. in my opinion. You know, we're yeah. we're young guys, but yeah. she was born yeah. in 2013 or something. So yeah. I guess I could credit. I, I again, I didn't flush. I didn't terminate it for you yeah. know, reasons like that. Right. That if it helps but, people continue on with this music, then, then right, good yeah, for right. it. Again, it's I'm the sick same of it, but good for them. Good for her, you know. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, that's, and I know a lot of, you don't hear outside of us. I mean, you don't see a lot of that. Uh, I, I can only think of a couple other people that pass music down like that to their, mm-hmm. to like the next generation. Like your, like yeah, your dad. dad did, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, you did with Yes, with you guys, with you and Kevin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's why you guys left that band because you, yeah, your dad said, here, I mean, this is a band I love. Hopefully you guys love it too. And that's, sure. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, the great that's a great thing i mean it's not uh i mean i mean just think about I mean, most rock metal and like punk fans where it's like goes through like the people who came before it's all about now but it's like but it's nice to hear when you have an appreciation this yeah, is it's a not podcast to, about yeah. discographies and artists yeah. whose music transcended generations exactly so, so there we go yeah it's as it's as, it's as close as it gets to the ethos of this show right one last thought 
fourth albums. We've done four of them so far. Some of the biggest bands on the planet. We've done Van Halen, Fair Warning, Metallica, and Justice for All, Pink Floyd, <laughs> Oh My Gumma, <laughs> <laughs> and Queen, A Night at the Opera. What do you think? Wow. A, a solid fourth effort. I mean, Fair Warning and and Justice are really just oh yeah, you know, I would cream say yeah, of the yeah. crop really. Yeah, for those bands, uh, you know, uh, do you think Queen's fourth album? I mean, it should be when you're coming into your own. I think it's the mo the like I said, I think the best kind of distillation of the. Yeah, is it as strong as some of those other records? No, I mean top to bottom, but you can tell definitely it's a band working on their specific sound and doing it fairly well. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether or not you're into it or not, but uh, you know, I would say yeah, I think it's a a worthy a fourth. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's just kind of how I judge out or discographies too. Like if you're not figuring it out by your fourth album, like maybe like Pink Floyd got lucky, or that's why I always made the point with Floyd that they should have been called something else. Like, and really, their fourth album is probably like Obscured by Clouds. Um, but I feel like Van Halen with fair warning had, 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 had it more, they were figuring it out a lot quicker than queen was, mm-hmm. uh, and Metallica certainly, uh, and justice was basically their metal apex. Um, so yes. they were at the, they were at the top of their game then, whereas queen, you know, like they might be still exploring this sound and how much pop yeah. and vaudevillian mm-hmm. and how much, you know, pseudo opera they want to balance right. and throw at you. Sadly. I mean, we will talk about it in later, uh, records, but just to kind of give like a little, like, uh, uh, just quick comment. Yeah. That they were, I don't think they ever were as kind of groundbreaking as they were at this particular moment where after that it was kind of. And I hate to see, I hate to use this because I've used it on previous discographies where they became more a band of moments mm-hmm. versus because here on the first four records, I mean, there, there's stuff I don't like, but there is always something interesting to kind of to look at where now it's the singles are going to really kind of are going to take over the yeah, sure. or, the lexicon for for sure. The discussion will become that Kevin, Alex, any <laughs> thoughts on where you see this as a fourth album, especially compared to those other groups? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, I think Umagum is gonna take the cake on uh, maybe the strongest <laughs> of the four. Oh, the gems was that the picked one? Is that uh, yeah. the? Yes, it oh, was. yes, it was. Several no, pieces I, of that. I, I, I think. I think. Yeah, it. I, I think it, it, it's great. Um, I mean, obviously, fair warning is gonna be my favorite out of that bunch, just kind of by default. Van Halen being like top mm-hmm. five band for me, but. Uh, yeah, no, it is a strong effort. I mean, I would say maybe outside of like one song, I didn't really hate anything. Uh, I don't even say I hated it. It's just like it didn't do a whole lot for me. But I, I just I guess I expected like a little bit more just with it being rated as high as it did. Um, but yeah, it, production is great on it. And I do see probably what Chris means is like I, I could see where maybe some of the influence dies down a little bit. Uh, after this, I mean, maybe they start becoming more influential, uh, maybe in a simpler way like this, like Bohemian Rhapsody is, they could be influential with how technical and how bombastic it is. So maybe they start to get more influential with more of like a, uh, more stadium anthem kind of way where it's more simple, but I get what you mean, Chris, it probably definitely dies down after this. I think they really, and again, and then we, yeah, just to not drag this on, but, uh, uh, I think this is the moment where, like, where they become like the live band of the era, sure. like this stadium, yeah. Yeah, where this is yeah. where they, where that all of a sudden that's where they move into, where they, that becomes the thing people remember. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's simple, but they prove they could do something more right. complex than that. They actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess, they accomplished what they set out to do yeah. and prove to the world that they could, 
you know, write stuff like this, and then they would do do another one bites the dust, and then like you know, you know, and it's and it's kind of interesting. We haven't covered this band, and I'm sure we will, but we look at Rush, and you know, their first album is maybe a little bit more simple and kind of Zeppelin esque, yeah. And then they started kind of getting more complicated uh, with more of the prog elements, and then it didn't get really until. I mean, it really is moving pictures, but I guess you could say permanent waves to a, a, a degree. That's when they started really kind of simplifying stuff, and that's when mm-hmm. the success came in. So it's interesting how how, uh... how how it kind of went. Like they didn't start off simple, and then eventually start to get a little bit more impressive musically. They kind of went in the opposite direction. Opposite direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Funny, funny though that their biggest hit song though is kind of a weirdly yeah, complex right. and uh, right. kind of convoluted mm-hmm. piece but uh True. yeah it's weird yeah they are they are an enigma maybe that's why they're so revered is because they that, don't yeah uh, yeah and that was that's what makes them so interesting and yeah. we will be back at you possibly next week possibly the week after we're going to see because we still haven't decided how we're going to start including more special albums into our yeah that was my next question actually yeah, yeah not sure yet and we will uh, i guess keep you posted uh, watch our instagram watch our uh uh our website for details on that because it will be chris's turn next uh else we'll see you at the races for a day at the races in 1976 see you then